Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Nicely produced. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. And we're coming to you live for the Build Ford Top Studio. Boomer Assize and Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are in the free Odyssey app, good Friday morning. A feel-good Friday here on The Fan. We got Jerry Recco back as Boomer is out for one more day. Good morning, Jerry. How are you? Jay, good morning. Where's the chips? Where's the dip? Where are the beers? That's what Al promised. I don't see any of it. Really? He said chips, dips, and beers That's this what he said. Chips, dips, beers. Here we go on a Friday. I'm ready. And that's what he said on the warm-up show. Yeah. Oh, wow. See, I missed that. Disappointing I, to come here and not see anything. I did hear him talk about how much he hates baseball in the first 15 minutes of the show. I'm with I did, him. I'm with him. Yeah, baseball is... Um, well, I, I don't want to sit here. There's a lot of things I dislike about baseball. I'm not going to sit here and say that I uh, hate every aspect of the game, but I'm getting close. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting I, close. I had the same, not that we're going in this direction right now, but I had the same exact feeling when I saw the Sanga news yesterday. I said, well, you know, you got hockey. I, I'm so sick and tired of the way we basically just ignore hockey. We have a sport in which guys take a puck to the face, lose 17 teeth, go inside, get stitched up, and get back on the ice. Guys break their backs, get back on you. They basically limp back onto the ice so they can finish a game. And here we are celebrating the fact that Aaron Judge is going to get through a season with a sore toe. I mean, great. Good for you. That's fantastic for your $50 million a year. And then Kodai Sang, I mean, and another thing he said that he's so right about, 
What, what's with the pomp and circumstance? Do we need to have a press conference because Kodai Sanga's got a, a, a sore shoulder? So what? Just come out and say he's a little sore. will be out there in a few days oh, or think, whatever and put it off as long as you can. We don't need this. Well, the one counter argument oh. I'll say about that is the Mets for years tried to do that with injuries and it never worked. And and he would say, all right, this guy's just out for a little bit, and then, all, and then the injury would be extended and extended and extended, and it felt like the organization was hiding something from the fan base. So I think that because of the way that the Mets used to handle injuries, David Stearns is probably aware of that. It's like, I'm just going to be completely transparent with everything that's going on, so there's no other questions. Fine, there's a happy medium, though. Like yeah. To me, it felt like doom and gloom that their quote-unquote ace, who I'm not even sure if he's an ace, but I mean, that's well, right he's now, he's, he's, their, he's their number uh, one. Yes. Yeah. Um, I they I just the feeling of like he's injured already. Okay, we get it. He's in, it's still February twenty bleeping first. Relax. Uh, just I was I was I wanted to throw up when I saw that yesterday. Yeah, I was just a little bit surprised that the Met fan base was so upset about this. The same fan base that believes that they can't win anything. Well, I'm season. not of that fan base. Uh, but there's a lot of them Oh, on. for sure. Oh, for sure. And it's like all of a sudden this is some sort of massive blow. to the, Like last year when Edwin Diaz went down, you felt like, oh, my God, this is a team that came off the 101 wins and they're going to come back and be great again and go back to the playoffs. And there's a championship window and Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. And then your closer goes down as the best in baseball. You're like, oh, my God, that's terrible. But this, it was like, no, the Mets have made it clear that they don't think and they don't care about winning in 2024 and their philosophy is we're going to take a break reorganize reorganize this organization and then we're going to try to continue to build to sustainable success that includes making a run at a championship every single year but which is fine i'm not saying they're never trying to win i'm not trying to say that they're a team that just cares about making money but they have made it clear that this season, they're not trying as hard as they could. They're not all in. They're not. I agree with that. And, like, this is another example of the fact that th- this guy goes down. They're not signing anybody. They're just they're going to promote from within like a company would, you know, when a, a job opens up. They're not going to some nationwide search to try to bring in Jordan Montgomery or Blake Snell or anything. No. They're just going to whatever pull this guy up and throw him out there because we're not going to commit any years to anybody because we don't care about this season. Yeah, well, to me, that would be the thing. I forget Blake Snell. I, I, again, we've discussed him at length. The Jordan Montgomery thing is something I would do, but I, I am not one that believes that they're going to be a bad team. I really don't think they're going to be a bad team. I don't think they're going to be a division-winning team, but I do think they be a team that could at least challenge for a playoff spot, and that at least keeps your interest to where you get to the trade deadline. And maybe the team does then make moves when they see – um, a possible landing spot for where they could fall. So I'm not in that category, um, but I also am not in the category that thinks the season's over because Kodai Senga's hurt in February. Um, I, to me, the lineup is what it is. The lineup should be good enough to keep them in games, uh, and it's not over because of this. It just, the whole injury thing is where my head was when I look at hockey and I look at baseball players and the, I don't want to say softest, that's not fair, because these guys do have to go out there every day for six months and play, but it's just, I don't know, it's just like the littlest thing. And, oh, well, I need a few weeks. Like, God, well, I, yeah, I think I think it's one of these things now where it's like, well, that guy's doing it, so I'm going to do it. Maybe. I mean, I just, I really believe that it's it's one of these deals where they are 
as a collective group, Major League Baseball players are, well, that guy was out for six weeks with this injury. Well, I'll be out for six weeks with this injury, especially with the guaranteed contract. Now, in walk years, maybe guys will fight through it a little bit more. But for the most part, it's like, well, what the hell's the difference? I don't really care about winning a World Series. My contract's guaranteed no matter what. So, screw it. Like a guy like Anthony Rendon's classic. I'm going to say, it goes back to the conversation we had earlier in the week about how much do guys care once specifically once they get paid yeah. and they have the big contract. Is it Are they all in in terms of uh, what they want to give their team and their organization? And I think, what did you say you thought the number was? Maybe 30% of the guys have yeah. that drive in them where a lot of them don't. It's a job. Yeah, I mean, and, and for for the Mets this year, if you're someone like now, obviously we're here, we're the sports talk station. We we talk about these games, and this is something that I have struggled with the last number of years, where I feel like there's the season is so long. I, we don't have to like every bullpen decision doesn't need to be broken down in April and May. Uh, it just it, it doesn't need to be that way, but. If if you're someone like me who's not doing this show, let's just say you're a, the 40-year-old Mets fan who grew up on the Mets, was diehard at one point, but you got a couple of kids now, you have a family, you got all this stuff going on you in your like life. You sound like me. Right, like, but we're, exactly, but we're not doing this job. We're just a, a guy like my buddies who work at the, mm-hmm. the poop plant or my <laughs> friends that are, are cops or, or mailmen or whatever. The Mets have given that person who's seen a lot of losing, seen some winning, but a lot of losing, that person, no reason to watch this year. Now, if you're a younger fan and you're into it and you're like, man, like I'm a diehard and this is fun and I have a lot of time and I don't have other responsibilities and I play baseball and I like baseball, that's a different story. But if you're someone who, or even Eddie Scazzeri, for example, like this guy was a diehard Mets fan. You know, he does go to bed early, but he would he wakes up and pays attention to sports. But the Mets have given no reason for for a a fan in their 40s, 50s, 60s that have seen stuff happen, a a reason to care this year. Zero. Yeah, I say I disagree. Zero. I'm looking forward to the season. I am. I, you know, I I know. What about that team you're looking forward to? I saw them because I think. There's intrigue with the Vientoses, with the Beatty, Alonzo on a contract year. You would think if we've seen it once, we've seen it a million times, guys on contract years have big seasons. I think Lindor is a hell of a player. I know offensively not great last year, but defensively still one of the best shortstops in the game and still pretty good offensively last year. I th- I think this is a team that won 100 games a couple of years ago and much of the lineup is still intact. They should be. Uh, a decent team this year. Do I think they're a World Series team? No, not as it sits here right now. But again, I think if they play well, that this owner will make moves midseason. And I think you've got reasons to believe. I don't think this is a 62-win team. Like the Oakland A's. No, no, no. They're not I, 62, but they're probably 75. See, I think they're better than that. What's yeah. the over-under number you I gave me? I think it's 81.5. Oh, I thought it was 84 and a half. Okay, 81 and a half, which is not great, but it's also not a complete disaster. Um, I agree. You don't have the shiny new toy this year that some might have wanted with Otani that was out there, Yamamoto that was out there. But I do believe a step back is not a complete El Foldo. I, I just don't think this season is going to be a complete disaster. 
Um, and it depends well, the on reasons, how much you want to watch. But here's the reason why it's not going to be complete disaster because there's no expectations. So last Which year, when sometimes they, isn't a bad thing. right. No, it's 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 actually the best. I always say this. It's one of my stock lines that the best seasons for fans are the ones where there's no expectations. Baby bombers, remember? And the, right, and the end result, which ends up in not winning a championship, is still great because you're like, oh, we're building. I never expected this, and this is great. Agreed. Um, but the re- but I, I'm firm belief that this team's going to be between seventy and eighty wins. And then it won't feel like a disaster because nobody expected them to win 95 games. So it'll be like, ah, oh, this is kind of what we expected. So that's why it's not going to feel like a disaster when if they had expectations, obviously a 75 to 78 win season would be a disaster. Now, well, yes. And I, but I don't, ex- we have different expectations of the team. I think they're going to be, I don't think they're going to be a great team, but I don't think they're going to be bad. And I think things can change in June and July because I really do believe this is a step back to take two or three forward. With an owner that will spend. And we, you know, he did make offers. It's not like they were count- Was one it one offer. or two? No, he made a giant offer to, to Yamamoto. To Yamamoto. And then outside of that, they've done nothing. All right, fair enough. So they made the one. It was a calculated move. It didn't work out. Um, but I don't think if a playoff spot or a championship is in sight, I really do believe that they will go out there and get the help that they need at the trade deadline. Which in the past, I don't know that they would have done that. I don't know that they wouldn't have. You saw what they did with, uh, even with the previous ownership, what they did with Cespedes back in the day. They might have accidentally walked themselves into that, but it still worked out. I think this team will spend, and by the way, that's the other thing. We can say what we want about them, and because of the bad moves they made, I think they're still at number two in payroll this year. And unfortunately, yeah. they're playing guys all over the damn <laughs> right. country well, that aren't on their team. Right. That well, that's yeah, a complete farce because of it, yeah, the contracts that they gave to Scherzer and yep. Verlander. I mean, I just I I am as down on them as I've I've ever been, and hopefully the David Stern Steve Cohen pairing works out in the future. But it's just. Right now, it feels it just it feels like they're putting a pause on trying to win. It just sucks, and and baseball is in a in a, a miserable place for me. And the fact that I mean, I I know this is a thing on on uh, social media, but this is this is really a problem uh, with optics for a league that's trying to be taken seriously. When you've got players' ball sacks protruding through <laughs> their uniforms all over the league. I'm, and I am not exaggerating. I know. I know. These I know. pants are so see-through <laughs> that you are seeing penis and balls everywhere in Major League Baseball. Everywhere! It's photo day and you see these guys' ball sacks through their pants! Maybe that's a good thing for awareness of the sport. Well, I saw I saw a, a meme. It was like John Hamm in the in the show Mad Men, and it was like baseball ratings are down. It's like let's show their dongs. <laughs> like, that's basically what they're doing. What an embarrassment! Yeah, not great. How, and then this commissioner who's up there talking about how he's going to retire in five years. How about you get off your lazy ass and look at these pants <laughs> and figure out what's going on when you make this massive deal with fanatics to make sure that they're putting a decent product out there because that's what everybody said when they signed the deal before we saw these uniforms that they're going to be chintzy, they're going to be cheap, they're going to be terrible. That's because fanatics doesn't do a good job with these things. It's going to look like a replica jersey. That's what everybody said. So if I'm the commissioner, Rob Manfred, I'm like, you know what? Let me just make sure everything's okay. They show up 
with basically tiny writing. You need a magnifying glass to read the names on the back of the jerseys and pants where you see the junk of the players. <laughs> and if you don't see the junk, you see the uniform right through. tucked through the pants. Yeah, I saw that with Otani, and I see CBS Sports Network has the uh, the image of Otani and Yamamoto. Uh, <laughs> I did see you that. You see that all these pictures? These guys in photo day. Yeah, I know. I, I know. mean, the, the, the one guy I forget on the Giants who's sitting here with the bat on his shoulder, sitting on like a stool, his balls are just right there. <laughs> I mean, this is... This, yeah. this is like spring training, Major League Baseball promoted. There's not a lot going on in it's sports. like a scene at a Major League. Right. I mean, I'm not supposed to know how big the balls are on the players of the teams that I root for. I'm not supposed to know that. But Fanatics and Major League Baseball now has shown me the, the size of these players' ball sacks. Now, if Rob awesome. Manfred had a sense of humor, <laughs> he would do his next press conference in those pants. Yeah, right. But no. <laughs> and they think they're going to fix that? They're not going to no, fix I that. No, I don't think they can because I'm sure everything's been ordered, handed out. It's kind of done. It is what it is. And CeeLo brought this up on the warm-up show, too. There was a one Seattle Mariners player who posted... A picture of the uniform and like the fanatics uh, account, whatever the the PR account, whatever you call it, the right. help account. It goes, oh, there looks like there's something wrong with those pants. Like, please contact us. Like, it's no, it's, this is not a fan <laughs> doing this. This is a major league baseball yeah. player who put the pants it on. It's problematic of for sure, and God, it's become it's that's become one of the big spring training stories. That's terrible, but because it's that bad. Yeah, I you know. know. This is not one of those things. That people, I think, are overreacting to. I mean, it's an embarrassment. Agreed. I mean, and the, the baseball uniform. We're talking about a major league baseball mm. uniform. What I don't understand is, I would think, and could be wrong about this. I would think that this has to go through two or three different approval phases, right? I mean, you, you don't just order them and accept them. You would think that they were tried on, that they were modeled, and they were looked at, and, and I, someone thought. They're good. Yeah, I, exactly. Or yeah, I mean, I I don't. I you're right. Where is the 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 buck stops here person that goes? This isn't going to work. I don't know. Because clearly it didn't stop with anybody. Because they are out about <laughs> and pretty obvious what we're I mean, looking at. I mean, is this going to be the entire season? We're going to see this. Well, unless they're going to spend money and and order new ones. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have to. I mean, so it's it's still early. It's February twenty third. It's still early. I mean, you've got the the rest of this month. It's a, a leap year. You got an extra day. Yeah, you got the extra. Then you day. got basically all of March before uh, March twenty eighth, which is Thursday opening opening day, opening night, whatever it is. And, I mean, that's that's enough to well, pump you some got pants out quicker than that because you got the Dodgers playing overseas March twentieth. Like that's going to be an official MLB game. So you got to get this done by then. Listen, man, if I can wear a fat Perez sweatshirt that he made and sold on his website, then Major League Baseball, I agree can get new pants by I the end of March. Completely agree. But I, mean, I don't know that they will. What a league. What a league. Yep. They are just lost. They're totally lost. I just hope for the love of God for this place and us and our sanity that the Yankees are good. Why? You don't have, you don't have a bad April like we had a bad September with the football teams? <laughs> oh. Well, you know what though? With the with the Knicks and the Rangers, that'll push back us caring about 100%. what's going on with the baseball teams for at least a little bit. You should get some decent runs out of the Rangers and the Knicks that could take us at least into mid-May, if not deeper than that. And speaking of those teams, CeeLo is going to tell you about big wins for yeah. both of them coming up in just a couple of minutes. It's Boomer and Geo with Jerry in for Boomer this morning on the Fan and CBS Sports Network.
Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Boomer will be back on Monday. Jerry back this morning and CeeLo here with... Another update. He has got her his first update oh, yeah, of the morning. Yeah. And you got Knicks and Rangers and some positive winter sports, at least for those two teams, not so much for the Devils and Islanders. What's happening? Cena. Yeah, we'll get to that in just a couple of minutes. Brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. Also brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. What a great tourist sweatshirt that you have yeah. on today. That is just high-quality tourist. Is a That's merch. Right. A, it just says Aruba on it. One, just happy, Aruba, island. one happy island. Yes. yes, one happy island. Well, I'm trying to channel the you know warm tropical vibes here on a winter Friday in New York. I was I, telling G, it was 68 when we got to Indiana on really? Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah. got off the plane. We're like, wow, where, where, this is where nice. are we? <laughs> Yeah. We're good. I love tourism merch or like grabbing a shirt that just says the place. Do you? Just, Sounds I, like you don't. No, I swear to God, I do. Like, and I try to find the most ridiculous one there is and buy it. Like, I have, I wish I would have known you were wearing that because I would have <laughs> worn my Clearwater Beach mm. tie-dye shirt oh, that I bought. I got I the bought. tie-dye going here. That I was like, this this thing is, is almost, it, it's so tourist, it's almost offensive. It's like borderline criminal. It's so tourist. And I brought it home, and Gina was like, "You better be throwing that thing out." I said, "Absolutely not. This thing is this thing is special to me. Yeah, like a like a eleven dollar crap made tourism T shirt. Right, one of the seven thousand stores that has oh, all this stuff right on a great. strip somewhere or something like I'm that. I'm not being facetious. Did you I buy a it. Vegas shirt when you were out there last week? No, no, there was nothing that that screamed. It has to be like that has to be in one of those stores. Yeah. 
You know? Oh, yeah. I do know. Not, I, and I was there for almost a week, and I, I waited until very end, late in the trip to make the decision on which one yeah. I was going to purchase. Like, not only did I go to this place, but I enjoyed it so much mm-hmm. that I bought a t-shirt, which is the name of the place on it, that I will now display to you That's right. during my you. normal, boring life to let you know that I was somewhere. I was there. <laughs> I that's was right. there. I was the that's only right. one. You probably weren't. I was there. <laughs> you know, that's, I just, I love slamming that in people's faces. I understand. <laughs> well, I wasn't trying to slam anything in anyone's face, but it is on display for those uh, watching on CBS <laughs> Network this morning. All right. You guys covered Kodai Senga there in the open. He's got this moderate strain in the back of his right shoulder. We kind of figured uh, late in the show, G, when we heard that David Stearns was going to be speaking in the dugout at mm-hmm. 10 o'clock, that it wasn't going to be good news. Not the worst. Uh, he's going to be shut down until symptoms subside, likely begin the season on the IL. Seems yeah, pretty much that's going to be the case. Here was Stearns acknowledging all of that, but again, not the worst case scenario. We don't expect opening day, um, but I do expect him to make a bunch of starts for us this year. Um, this is not a surgical type problem. Um, this is something with, with rest and treatment, potentially an injection that can move this forward. And this is pussy feathers. <laughs> uh, what does a surgical type problem mean? Like, why don't you just say we don't think he's going to require surgery? Yeah. This is not a surgical type problem? I don't know. I'm still getting to know Stearns. He, like, he likes to smile a lot when he's answering these questions, whether it's a positive or negative subject. Yeah. So uh, I think that's just part of As long of, as he doesn't say you won't be able to wipe the smile off my face. Right. That didn't go so well for the one guy that said that back in the day. That is fair. So uh, they at least say, for now, they plan to fill Sanga's spot internally with the likes of uh, McGill or Casey or Budo. So that <laughs> that's where we're at. As for Sanga, this was the one, Al, I mentioned to you on the warm-up show this morning. So through his translator, basically tells you the strain isn't even impacting his velocity. But if he's not 100%, he feels he can't be as effective. If I was asked, can you throw 96.78 yeah i can throw 96.78 but the game isn't about throwing fast it's about getting hitters out and i felt like at this point i'm not going to be able to perform at the highest level so giving it a little bit, a little bit of time is you know the, the right move the padres yes i did watch some of this yesterday padres dodgers yes the padres had a, a japanese pitcher they put out there for an inning yesterday 5 8 160 pounds he was throwing 96 he struck out the side wow. right he did yeah i mean had junk was throwing fastballs he looked phenomenal i'm thinking and then they showed like all his accomplishments in japan i'm like right. why wasn't this guy highly sought after what did his balls look like <laughs> through the uniform <laughs> Proportionate, or I couldn't. I couldn't tell. Uh, I was blinded by the gorgeous blue skies in uh, Phoenix. Okay, which is the which of the? Uh, I shouldn't even do that. Which which of which name was this? There I, were a bunch of. I feel like there were a handful it, of Japanese players. I should know. I can tell it you. Wasn't Imanaga? Where did Imanaga go? I forget. I remember no, it wasn't him. I can tell you as you go through. I can get you that answer because right. he pitched in the third inning. I, believe. I guess I was just more curious. I remember hearing we talked a little bit about Imanaga, but that's not where he ended up, right? All right, I'm I don't sure he's going to effort that. At Yankees camp, Hal Steinbrenner spoke. Do we have audio? No, we don't. At least not yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I can tell you that he echoed some of the same stuff we heard from Brian Cashman last week and Aaron Judge a few days ago. Yankees haven't stopped looking to improve. Payroll-wise, they're in a tough spot where any addition is going to be a costly one. Injury tax, but he's willing to consider anything that comes his way. Matt Suey was his name. Matt Suey. Yeah. Okay. And he was, like you said, lefty. So you yeah. Lefty. Yeah. Very good. Uh, so similar, lefty. you know, hinting at maybe lefty. something happened. It seems like there's a little bit of a, a tap dance chess this? match. How? Okay. Because with Judge the other day, there's all this rumblings about Blake Snell. And now Hal's kind of not addressing Snell directly, but alluding to something. I don't know. 
with between Cashman, Judge, and Hats, three guys now, and they've they haven't exactly well, shut it down. This is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that they gave him a reasonable offer yeah. that is probably not what Snell wanted, and they're thinking as time goes on, balls in his court. Yeah, that he's going to end up taking it because they're probably getting rumblings that there isn't another suitor out there that's going to pay him any much or much more than what the Yankees are offering. Right, that's probably what's going on. That makes sense. Yankees have uh, not added an additional analytics person, but they're essentially reassigning one of their analytics guys. He's going to be in the clubhouse now because Judge and Cole want to have a middleman between front office and all the reports yeah. that come in. Middlemen always work out. Yeah, well, right? <laughs> I, we'll see what happens. But this guy has a PhD in physics from MIT and was a physics professor at Michigan. He's been with the Yankees for six seasons. This will be his seventh. A little bit of a different vibe and uh, approach for him uh, here in 2024. Six baseball fans just died while listening <laughs> yeah. to I, under, I don't. I'm not into it. But Some it guys is. that are like 90. <laughs> this, this, this was it. It's this a was, they just I, took their last breath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a big article in the New York Post about this. Uh, yeah, it's I, a thing. Yeah. There you go, uh, Judge yeah, met with yeah, him one-on-one yeah. on one for an hour or two. So this was something that Judge kind of brought to management in the right. offseason, that they there was a disconnect. So they wanted uh, they wanted a little bit of a different approach here in 2024. What happens? Because I see the, the guy on hold. I, I'm not, I'm, I promise you I'm not trying to be funny. I'm being serious based on what you were talking about with the pants. What happens if a guy gets excited? <laughs> I mean, this this you would have seen that anyway. Or right? has to pee, but by the way. not... No, no, but not like this. Yeah, but you still would have seen a like a a lump or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want it hard. No, that's one thing. But to just see it. Yeah, it's yeah. one thing to have an imagination. Like, right. if you can't see through the pants, you could make the case, he's wearing a big cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In this see case, right. bat and balls. Uh, yeah, you're going to get like mushroom right there. Oh. <laughs> All right. Hard. All right, Boomer. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it, Boomer wearing tight jeans anyway. is one thing. This is a little different. I mean, you see, every now and again, you like to have your twigs and berries out <laughs> and floating in the in the wind. I, I, I uh, know. Let's go to Kevin and East Rockaway. What's going on, Kevin? Hey guys, I just wanted to make a comment. Wasn't there a story a couple years ago when Derek Jeter was in a slump and someone hung a thong in his locker for good luck? I, what was it? Wasn't it Giambi? Yeah. Giambi was the thong guy. Yeah, but eventually Jeter gave in to that because oh, I forget okay. what year it was. He was out for the worst slump of his career, yeah. Right. Yeah, or, or a banana hammock. That'll get the ratings up for MLB. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, not for the people that they want watching the oh, games. Oh, boy. New uh, audience. Yeah. That slump busting thing. I mean, what a tradition that was. Yeah. There's some weird ones. Yeah, I mean, well, weird ones. I mean, just basically the premise is let me find an ugly larger woman have sex with them so I could start hitting again. Oh, that one. I That's we what slump about, busting is. I thought we were talking about the uh, wearing the lingerie. No, 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 no. Okay, all the, right. The Mark Grace basically put that out there a few years back, and like okay. that's that's what it was. Huh. I mean, there's some famous local ones around here. Rob in Southampton. What's going on, Rob? Hey, uh, so what the pants have shown me is that these guys still must be juicing because they got some small acorns. <laughs> <laughs> not not all of them. I guess, well, that one guy in the Giants, who was that that we saw all of his balls? On the Giants? Yeah, I thought the so. The one I saw from yesterday was a Padre player who was oh, maybe bent over was. Uh, stretching. Oh, that one, yeah. It was yeah. a from-behind shot. Yeah, yeah, that was... I don't know what that was. I didn't see that. That, was, that right. was probably the worst one. There was, a, there was a photo day one where a guy was sitting on a stool, <laughs> and, you, I mean, you could just outline his ball sack oh, if you boy. wanted to. Here you go, Jerry. 
Oh, come on, man. <laughs> that's that's real. Hey, yeah. There you go. That was the, you know, Cactus League opener yesterday. Who, no, I, I don't know who it is. I can't see the number. Wow. So, you see other things, though. <laughs> All right, let's get to the Knicks as my voice cracks. They're back from the All-Star break. Still no Julius Randle or OG Ananobi, but they did get Dante DiVincenzo, Isaiah Hartenstein, and newcomer Boyan Bogdanovich back yeah, from injury. You know, he did not. And yes, he would play a big role last night in Philadelphia. Drive, slam, Hart bangs it off the backboard and leads the break the other way. DiVincenzo, Bogdanovich, corner three, got it. Five for five from three-point range. It's a 26-point lead. Mike Breen on MSG, Amazing. pretty one-sided throughout. And uh, my boy Bogey, G, would finish <laughs> six for six from distance. Team high, 22 points. So Jerry knows what we're talking yeah. about. Uh, CeeLo was trying to pull a fast one on us in the audience, not knowing how to pronounce Boyan Bogdanovich, so he I gave him I the nickname I was, Bogey. I was, because there's two of them, and there's Bogdan seven. and Boyan. Right, so I was just, I figured, let me just go Bogey, because I know that that's his nickname, right? But G correctly called me out. He's like, you don't know the guy. <laughs> so we, we corrected that, but I will say... This is uh, the former net. Yes, I did, and I did say that yesterday once we kind of addressed yep. it. But what was perfect is, of course, he has the big game, and then after the game, Tom Thibodeau and like every cut... Bogey shots yeah. uh, opened up the floor for us. And I think that that, that was a, a big factor in building that lead. And we know right now we're on demand, so we got we have to make the threes. I think we made 15 threes. They did 15 of 34 on the night for a 110-96 victory over the Sixers. Well, that's what makes them even better now. And I got to watch a lot of this sitting at my desk when I got in this morning or woke up. <laughs> um, and they can flat out shoot. Yes. I mean, and as good as Brunson is, precious Achua. He had it's a been hell great. of a game last night, yeah. too. So. Yeah. This team's good. I don't know if they can win an NBA championship, but they should be able to make a run yep. uh, coming up in the playoffs. Jalen Brunson, 11 for 11 from the free throw line. He had 21 points and, and 12 assists. And did I read assists. when I was away, he went to the Mavericks and said he would sign a four-year, $55 million yeah. deal, and they said no thanks? No, no, well, that was, crickets that or was before the playoffs. It was yeah. like during that season. So before, before he, he had the explosion, yes. he went to them trying to get an extension. And I think he said multiple times. Yeah, and they were like, eh, they we're going to wait and it. see. Yeah, wow. And then he went nuts. And then he basically said, I, I'm worth more now. I mean, they're doing fine without him right now. But yeah. geez, okay. Yes. There you go. Uh, Nick snapped a four-game skid. They are back home to host the Celtics tomorrow night at the Garden. As for the Nets, Kevin Ollie's debut as the interim head coach uh, did not go well. Rebound. Part in the wind. Uh, loose one <laughs> gathered by Quickly. Spins into the front court. Underhand scoop to Brown. Cuts through. Finds Barrett. Corner three. It's good. And Toronto takes a 95-76 to lead. Their largest lead of the night. That's Chris Carino here on the fan. Yes, Evan. A bloodbath north of the border as the Raptors pounded the Nets 121-93. to At Prudential Center, early fireworks. Rookie Matt Rempe mixing it up again as he's kicked out of the game. Five-minute major for a head hit on the Devils' Nathan Bastion. that left him bleeding from the nose and the face. He was like, you know, sitting on his butt up against the boards. It was a striking scene, but this guy's six eight and a half. But he he clearly hit him in the head, so it was the right call to give him the five minute Ranger uh major. Rangers killed that off no problem and they cruised from there. There's two on nine remaining in the period. Rangers leading one to nothing and again I said it a little while ago. Right now. Oh give
Sam Rosen, MSG, first of two on the night for Lafreniere as the Rangers built a 5-0 lead before Jack Hughes finally ended the shutout bid for Igor Shesterkin. A 5-1 final at the Rock. Special teams play excelled for head coach Peter Laviolette. We were really good. I don't think we gave up very many scoring chances, 5-on-5. Five five. I mean, we must have killed close to a period. I don't know, 15, 17 minutes, whatever it was. So the penalty kill was outstanding tonight. And Shesterkin is really uh, getting in gear here. You know, he gave up five in the, in the outdoor game. But yeah. in February, and he had 39 saves last night. And here in February, he's a perfect 5-0 and with a 9.45 save percentage. And that is nine consecutive wins for the Rangers. Now, what did they start the season again? Do you remember uh, what it was? 18, 4, and 1, something, yeah. something like that. I mean, not, one of those runs that, again. Exactly, yeah. And then they played 500 for a couple months, and so now they're back to cruising yep. here and uh, comfortably in first place. Now, you always get a ton of Ranger fans at these games. They were very loud last night because mm-hmm. it was a one-sided game. Well, on Devil's Radio, your boy Chico Resch was, was not happy with uh, the loud Ranger chants throughout. Oh, shut up. <laughs> fans here, let's go Rangers. I am sorry. Do it in your own building, not in our building. Yeah. Now he, he told them to get lost. So. Uh, I would, if I was there, I wouldn't have liked it either. Oh, but I understand, yeah. You give yeah. them all the credit. Same thing with the Knicks fans that are traveling all over the place. That's kind of the way it is. Yeah, it's a big fan base. <laughs> Beat them. Ah, shut, shut up. up. Shut up. <laughs> Take that elsewhere. Take it back to the Garden. Yep. Islanders were in St. Louis. They got shut out 4 nothing. And the former Ranger, Pavel Bujnevich, with a hat trick. Did you see Patrick Waugh? Down, I think it was when they were down three nothing. Pulled the goalie with eleven minutes left. <laughs> I didn't know, <laughs> and that's when Buchnevich got the desperation empty spot. For the hat trick. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so he saw Laviolette do it against him in the Stadium Series game on Sunday. Didn't work out so well. This is another situation that they gave up three goals. I guess yeah, all three goals were in a span of like Quick. ninety seconds yeah. or so, something like that. I know the two Buchnevich goals were twenty five seconds. So a struggle for the Islanders continues. And speaking of struggling, not that you expected much. You did have your. Rutgers game last night no, at third-ranked Purdue. I didn't expect much. I, they, they, it's a place they've won before. I expected them to go out and win. They okay. didn't. They, they did not. <laughs> well, they also, Purdue was coming off a loss at Ohio State. They started this game, I think it was 12 of 14 from the floor. They that helps. miss. Yeah. Um, and then it, just the second half, they came out on an 8-0 run and the game was over. But that, gee, if you've got it, if you ever have, I know you're kind of a sports fan these days. <laughs> if you ever travel and want to see a great atmosphere, that place, I hate to say it, is phenomenal. Yeah, that would be probably low on the list. Yeah. To go no, out no, there. I, I'm just saying in terms of a college basketball yeah. atmosphere, <laughs> of course, Jersey Mike's Arena is the best. This place is phenomenal. It yeah. really is something. Yeah, I could just see you sitting around, you know, eh, what should I do? I'm going to go to West Lafayette, check out <laughs> I, Purdue. I, I, Purdue I basketball. said, <laughs> if you ever want to watch sports again. <laughs> <you know. laughs> well, no, I mean, that's still, I mean, the sports I pay attention to, that's still way down the list. Purdue, you know? Uh, understood. Purdue. I just I just said if you're Let's ever get in St. John's back so if I can you're go ever to in your private again. plane flying across the country, make a little <laughs> pit stop to see a little Purdue basketball there once before you die. Uh, before, <laughs> before I die, which could happen at any moment, as we know. Okay. Uh, all right, CeeLo, we will see you next hour. It's Boomer and Geo coming to you live, the Build Ford Tough Studio. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas. Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hi, Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network on this Feel Good Friday. Jerry in for Boomer once again this morning. Some more Knicks and Rangers coming up in just a few minutes, but I felt duped on this Feel Good Friday driving in. So a lot of times I'll listen to the radio station driving in. Other times I'll listen to podcasts driving in. On Feel Good Fridays, I like to listen to music. And music uplifts my uh, spirit a little bit more than... Trying to gather information. You know, when I'm driving in, a lot of times I'm gathering information. You know what's going on? Is it news? Is it sports? Whatever. And uh, today I was like, you know what? There's not a lot going on. I know what happened with the Knicks and the Rangers and the Islanders and the Devils. And I don't need to be gathering too much information. I'm going to listen to some music to get me in a good mood this morning. So I uh, come across this, this country song by Luke Combs. And I had not heard this yet. Fast bit, car? Where you no, been? no, no, no. Fast car. <laughs> that, God, that, that song is permanently playing for the rest of time. Uh, but it is called Where the Wild Things Are. So I'm listening to this song, and I am just, I, 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 I am admittedly not a lyrics guy. Like, I'm not, oh, I'm like, lyrics don't hit me. I, I like the music, things that are upbeat, mm-hmm. and like, the lyrics are just part of it. But I know some people are deep into lyrics. So I'm listening to this, and like, the lyrics are hitting me, and... And I'm like listening to every word. And it's about his his brother who had a motorcycle and he smoked cigarettes just like his dad. And he moved out to California. And he told him all these great stories about how his life was great out there. He said, little brother, you'd love it out here, out where the wild things are. And then Luke Combs tells a story about how he called him from the back of the plane, meaning it sounded like a private jet thing. Called it from the back of the plane the second I made it. We started drinking on the strip in L.A. And he's telling all these great stories. In the I'm, song. In the song. And I'm like, I'm like, man, this is, this, is a, this is something. And then he goes, them Indian scouts, man, which is the motorcycle thing, they're built for speed. And they said he hit that guardrail at half past three. Lit up those streets that never sleep when the sky goes dark. We buried him out in the wind beneath the West Coast stars where the wild things are. And I'm sitting here going, oh, my God. Luke Combs' brother died in a motorcycle accident? That sounds horrible. So, so of course, I'm not going to pick up my phone and and Google it while I'm driving. I'm flying on the LIE. So, I'm, like, thinking about this the whole way. I didn't know this. This is this is tragic. This is men that like I wonder there's gotta be stories about how this inspired him and his musical career. So the second I get into work, I blog it at a computer, I go, Luke Combs brother story. He doesn't have a brother. <laughs> this was just a song that somebody wrote mm. about 
some guy's brother dying that didn't exist. It's just a story. No, but nobody's brother died in this motorcycle accident. Just some dude wrote this song and it was bouncing around and Eric Church was going to record it. And he doesn't have a brother that died in a motor cut motorcycle accident either. And then all of a sudden, Luke Combs like, you know what, I'm going to record this thing. Mm. He records it. And now uh, he's making people cry about this fake brother who died in his motorcycle accident. It's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair, man. I wonder what, per- Al, well, you'd probably know this. What percentage of artists actually write their own music? Because I, I think most of us think that they do. Hold and- on a second. There's yeah. a totally, this is, there's a totally different conversation. Like if someone's not writing Bubble Butt, the song Bubble Butt, Bubble 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 Butt, yeah. that's one thing. Mm. This is a personal, like, touch your soul story and the way that he sings it and the slow, and you're like into it. I th- you can't. I think there's more of it than you think, but not like this. Uh, not songs like this. Yeah, but country music is all about heartbreak and alcoholism, and I think a lot of them don't write their own stuff. All right, and, there, but I but there's a lot of every single musician has either broken somebody's heart or or has alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, and country yes. music, all these guys for sure. Like, but not everybody's got a brother that. Dies in a motorcycle accident. Right. Neither does Luke Holmes, apparently. I've I felt totally duped yeah. by this. No, I understand. No, and I'm not saying that every guy well, needs to be writing their own songs. Uh, that's not what I mean. I get it. There's studio musicians. There are people who write songs. I, I understand that. But it's it's one thing when he's covering Tracy Chapman talking about fast car. Blah, 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 blah. It's another thing to be like, we buried him out in the stars. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. Well, it's a credit to him that he sold it so well. Like you, hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, and he said that he did, but at first he didn't want to record the song because it was going to be tough for him to get through it while mm-hmm. he's singing it. But then it's just a, it's just the story that somebody wrote. Mm. It's like Puff the Magic Dragon. <laughs> That's what this is. Near and dear to somebody, just not him. No, 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 it's not. The guy that wrote it is it? That's no. It's just a song. It's just okay. a song. All right, that sucks it's too. It's just a song. Although good that no one died in a motorcycle right. accident like that. But it's yes. not someone else's story that happened to him in real life. It's just it's Puff the Magic Dragon. That's what it is. Mm. I mean, I, when I was a kid, like Puff the Magic Dragon, like and I listened to that, I'm like, that's sad, you know. <laughs> yeah. Little Jackie Paper. Huh? Yeah. It's terrible. Right. <laughs> but like this, I, I'm like now. I I don't think I'm gonna be able to listen to this song again because I'll know it's a it's a fraud. You think your guy Jordan Davis when he did that song? Next thing you know, you think he had trouble getting through it? I gotta tell you, that's a tough song to listen yeah. to. And that that song for people who don't know, it's about you know going through life <sighs> and meeting your wife and, and the having video children. Makes it worse. Yeah, and then just like the, it basically, next thing you know, your life's over and that's the end of it. Like, and your kids are grown up and and, and everything. But uh, I mean, it's it's heartwarming. It's like but Jerry wrote that song. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's a little more heartwarming than what Jerry would yeah, say. I can't Jerry listen to it. End, I actually can't listen to it because Jerry at the end would be like, and then your worm food. No. <laughs> That would not That's be a line. Would would not, would not be a line in my song. That's not true. But that, like, I would think first of all, you write that song. It's hard. It's it's tough. And then you record it and then listen to it. Yeah, it's tough to get through. It no, really it, is. Yeah, no, it is. It, it makes people cry. And just like the song you're talking about, I would think, even though it's not real. I still would think that's a tough song to but get But the through. next thing you know thing can relate to everybody. Everybody. Next yes. thing you know, you're dead. You never spent the time with your family. No one cares about you. <laughs>
That's basically, I think you might have inspired him <laughs> when he met you. I think you might have inspired him for that song. If I ever heard that, that would be phenomenal. Oh, man. <laughs> Next yeah. thing you know. Yeah, I know. Like, Jordan Davis is like, Let's shout out to Jerry Recco, gave me a perspective on life. Just heard him one day say, uh, I Next. got his calendar. <laughs> right. Got his calendar in the mail. Said, Next thing you know, you're dead. Nobody cares about you. You're worm food. So this one goes out to you, Jerry. So that's who Jay Davis in Tennessee was. <laughs> right. I always wondered. I think he deserves some royalties if that's the case. Man, I'm telling you. <laughs> that, that That is as hard as that song is to get through. It is a great song. And I'm telling you, the video is just, yeah. man, it hits you hard. Oh, it's hearts on fire and crazy dreams. All right, so this is the Luke Combs song. Where the wild things are. So at this point, I don't know what's going to happen. I think it's just a song about his brother. Next thing you know, you're dead. Come on. The wild things are. <laughs> <laughs> We're in Geo with Jerry and Ford. We're coming to you live from the Gold Ford Tough Studio. Oh, I mean, you understand what I'm saying now? Yeah, yeah. Does I, he even have a brother? No! Doesn't even have a brother. No, period. doesn't even have a brother. <laughs> and he's got me in the car driving, thinking that his brother died in a motorcycle accident. Not fair. Not fair. You feel relieved. For him. No, I feel no, angry. Now you feel duped. I feel duped and angry. I had this this empathy, the sympathy rather, the sympathy for him <laughs> that that I should have never had. That said, that's going to be a hit. And I actually, uh, I think it already is. That's that's got a really good beat to it. It's, I think it already is a hit. I actually thought to myself because he, I went up to one of the Jordan Davis shows of Mohegan Sun, reopened for Luke Combs, and Luke Combs came into the the uh, backstage, the green room there for a little bit, and I'm right. like. I'm like, man, like I was thinking about him, like I wonder like his brother died. Like I wonder if his brother was alive when I saw him or died recently. <laughs> like these are the things I was thinking about. Yeah. And then he's it's just a just a story. I like understand. anything else. Just like a like a like a movie script that somebody <laughs> made. This is like Forrest Gump. This is what this is. Or the Bible. <laughs> 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 Eddie does not skip a beat, I swear. <laughs> Scuzzeri, heating up. Um, <laughs> All right, so where do you think this, because I think that, who is this again? Luke Combs? Yeah. So Beyonce's got the number one song, which is interesting. My take on that, Al, is that airworthy or do you think? It's questionable. <laughs> uh, hey, by the way. Fast Car is still the fifth most popular song this week. Well, I think it also. Charts? I think it also because of the the Grammys. Oh, okay. And the performance. Yep. It. You know, there it is. It up. Ninth. Ninth. Yeah. Ninth. How many people that have been listening to that song think that Luke Combs' brother died? And how many people know it's a farce? I saw Eddie when Al told my Beyonce country music take. Yeah. That even Eddie went. Ugh. Even Eddie. Yeah. If Eddie doesn't think yeah. so, then it's a no. <laughs> I don't. I. I actually shocking. Don't think it's that bad. I don't think I heard this. Yeah, you did. I did. Well, you were sitting in here. You might not have been paying mm, attention. A little spacey this morning. Yeah, a little bit spacey. <laughs> I might not. I might have been zoned out on that one. 
little bit spacey. Uh, but uh, anyway, so there you go. I wanted to bring that to you this morning. I hope you can get over this. Yeah, I um, I, I yeah, I don't. I'm I'm not at least not today. Are you a Luke Combs fan? Yeah, no, oh, you I, are. Okay. Yeah, like, but I, here's the thing, like that um, that song, like long neck, ice cold beard, and break my heart. Like that's fun. If I found out he didn't sing that, I mean, didn't write that, I'm fine with that. Got drinking beer and kicking stuff, and it's great. At the concert we saw him, he like he drinks a, a beer, like chugs it, and then kicks the can into the stage. You know, like that, all that stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, fine, whatever. But you're telling me about your, your, your dead brother in this specific motorcycle accident. This one's too personal for you. Yeah, too personal. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so, uh, so so just know that if you're driving home today or you're listening to the, the song, just know it's a farce. Mm. All right. Last night was just awesome for the Knicks on so many levels. You got bad news with Julius Randle with the press conference that he had after the All-Star break where he essentially said, hell, the surgery's still on the table. I'm working my ass off. Tibbs is texting me seven times a day to see how I'm doing. And the hope is to come back and be strong. But surgery's still on the table. And that, that just sounded... That's concerning. That sounded concerning. This OG Ananobi injury just keeps lingering and lingering. So you didn't feel great off the losing streak going into the All-Star break. And they come out last night in Philadelphia with our program director, Lame Duckskin, ringing the Liberty Bell... <laughs> Out on the court with his rights to Ricky Sanchez that podcast was for real? partner. Yeah. Really? You know, he was out on the court. They they ring the bell before the game, yeah. sort of like just one of those, you know, stupid things they do, like the Vikings with their horn or I thought you were joking. No, no, no. He was no, he was out there. You didn't see this? I where were you? I oh, was, that's right. Indiana. No, I <laughs> I've become really lackadaisical with the social media. I don't look at much. I heard Al say this this morning. I think I heard him say it. I saw someone say it. And I thought it was a joke, just that he went to Philadelphia. Ha, ha, ha. He's going to ring the bell. No. There Damn. He is. Yeah, he's ringing the bell. That's the official 76ers account, too, by the way, that Good put that out him. there. him. Yes. Wow. And then he also... And then they laid an egg. And the Knicks bludgeoned them. He also posted a picture of him and his two new radio partners up in a suite. Mm. I mean, just get out of here now, <laughs> will you? You know what I'm saying? Like, we'll be fine. <laughs> and it's funny. Leave already, will you? <laughs> <laughs> and every, I told him this yesterday to his oh, face. Man. So he, he, like, he wants, he wants to make sure, like, anything that I say on the air, I would also say to his face. So sure. I did, I did say this to his face. I told him every day that goes by, I get angrier and angrier that you're leaving. And then when I see this, I'm like, all right, enough. Yeah. Like, this is like, you're still married to him and he's, you see him on Instagram with a hot new chick. Yes. And yet he's what still, he's still in the coming house. home. No, but this is not with a hot new chick. This is like with the fat, not as cool girl from Philly. Like, but, <laughs> but it is right where you go. You what? left the hot chick. Yeah, I love right. <laughs> you left the hot chick. You're like, you're with them? Or him? The her? What? <laughs> so he's going home, G. Yeah, I understand. Trust me. I'm, I'm fully aware of everything that's going on. Um, but, but anyway, so, and I, here's another thing I told, we're working on this, uh, some other thing that's coming up that we'll yeah. announce soon. And I'm like active in it even more actively than I was with the other ones. Like I'm trying, there's like guest things that I'm, so I'm mm -hmm. like, I, I sent him this thing. I'm like, uh, I was like, you, can you, can you have a call with me, you, this guy and this guy Monday to try to set up this thing? Right. Give me that call that I don't <laughs> He goes, he goes, what are you getting a cut of this? Like, <laughs> And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm taking more responsibility because you're, you're late. You're on the way out. 
So don't even now, don't don't shame me for being more responsible (laughs) because you're leaving. It's a weird spot, isn't it? Yeah. So anyway. um, (laughs) Man. um, Yeah. So so anyway, so this was a a great, an absolutely great win for so many reasons. The fact that they they came out still under man and just, I mean, they were in control the entire game. And then Spike's out there with the 76ers stuff, so it made it even more personal. The fact that the 76ers are a team that's right there with them. I mean, the Knicks should be the two seed right now. They should be. You know, if they didn't have that four-game losing streak and they weren't, they should be where the Cavaliers are as the freaking two seed right now. And hopefully that doesn't hurt them, you know, with the injuries and where they end up. And things are jammed tight. I mean, they they could still end up in the play-in tournament, as crazy as that sounds right now, with that well that they played. They're too good. That's not going to happen. I hope not. That's not happening. But, I mean, you saw how they were limping into the All-Star break, man. You know? But they're a deeper team now. Yes, you need Randall and, and Ananobi back. No question about it. But this team's got a lot of players. And last mm-hmm. night, to me, it was on it was on display uh, against a team. I think, to your point about what a good win it was, you know, they go up 26. But, you know, in the NBA, no lead is safe. Like, literally, no lead is safe in the NBA. Philly got it to five or six. And the momentum was clearly on their side. And the Knicks made big play after big play. Jalen Brunson, I don't know how much more we can talk about this guy. You know what amazes me watching him? And the CBS Sports Network just showed one of the highlights that amazes me. His body control when he gets airborne mm-hmm. is unbelievable. And he makes shots in the lane. He's not a big guy, and yet he can attack the rim and still finish at the rim. Or in, in a couple of cases, a couple of feet out. He's just really good. And you don't know, like if I was a team trying to defend the Knicks, the first guy I need to stop is Jalen Brunson. The problem is he is such a cerebral player and he is so good at what he does. He He's not out there looking to score 40 points. If it's there, he's going to take it. And if it's not, he finds the open guy. And now that you've added, you know, Burks and Bogdanovich, Bogdanovich last night goes six for six from three point range. Not many teams are beating them. If you're going to get production like that from Bogdanovich. Um, who they went out and got at the deadline. This team is built to win and win now. And if Randall and Ananobi come back, look out. And I know Evan likes to mock that, that this isn't a championship team. I say, why the hell aren't they? Because Milwaukee right now is a mess. I know they've got one of the best players on the planet in Giannis. But for whatever reason, that ain't working right now with Doc Rivers. They're not all that good. Philadelphia without Embiid, not a great team. Cleveland, are, like as a Nick fan, are you worried about the Cavaliers? No, especially last year, the way the you Knicks want to play just, the Cavaliers, yeah, squash them. Yeah, no, I, there's listen, no I, one in the East that I think if you're a Nick fan, you should be. Aside from Boston, um, I take them off the table for for a moment in terms of getting to where they want to be. I mean, this conference. If you told me Nick Celtics Eastern Conference Finals, yeah, I I would think that's. About right. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's exactly where they should be. Because they're, if you're going to take a step forward, you at least have to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. And I would not, if the team is healthy, and you have to preface it by saying this, 100%. But, but if the team is healthy, that I don't go into that series thinking they can't win it by any stretch of the imagination. I agree. I totally agree. But I am but I am really worried about that if being healthy, which is just amazing. Because you're right. Everything you said is right. It is lined up for them. Everything is working. Everything is meshing. Except... Two of their three best players on the roster are not there. Correct. And then you don't know exactly when they're coming back and how they're going to play when they come the back. The one thing I would say, though, is the fact that the depth they've built, they should be good enough 
to kind of stay where they are, if not even gain a little traction in the standings. And then if you get these guys, I can't even believe I'm saying if, because neither one of these, I thought the Randall injury looked worse. Remember, we were talking about Ananobi thinking they were just giving him a rest day. That's what I thought. And here we are weeks later, this guy's still out. The Randall one looked bad at the time, although they kind of downplayed it a little bit, I thought. Um, And as the time goes on, you get more and more concerned, especially when he's talking about surgery is not off the table. That's concerning. To me, if they got one of these two guys back, they're a serious threat. And if they got both of them back, then then look out. Yeah, and it's a it's a cautious optimism right now with them. I mean, I remember last year saying that, yes, this is fun. This is good. This is not a 90s Knicks team. This is not a team that you believe that if everything fell right could go to an NBA Finals. I feel completely differently about this. And I'm not a, I've never been a rah-rah, pom-pom Knicks guy. I've been a realistic Knicks guy. Th- this team is is totally different. It's special, and it's just the the optimism is just a little bit scaled back because of the injuries. But if those guys come back healthy and they start meshing, then this is this is like an all in could be the most exciting spring for the Knicks in decades. You know what they are too, and this pains me to say this: they're likable. Oh yeah, oh, like sure. it is a likable group of even players. Julius Randall's now likable. I, I agree. Now and we'll that- see what happens at the playoffs because usually it turns into like a you know a little bit of a. A baby during the playoffs. We've seen that things aren't going his way. Uh, but so far this season, he has matured. He has been great. He's been everything we want from a from a fan base and the face of the organization. I know Randall might be your best player, but Jalen Brunson is really the face of this team now. And there's not a more likable. And I, you know, we we mock podcasts and all these YouTube shows. There's too many of them. Yeah. But even watching what he's doing now makes him even more likable because you. We see the personality in little glimpses with the post-game press conferences. They have a little fun with each other. But when you watch him, as I have now a couple of times, or at least once, uh, on that YouTube show he is doing, he's even more likable than I ever thought he was. Yeah. Just seems like a good guy. And that that there is something to that. We could talk analytics till we're blue in the face. And obviously, Yankees make some news with that yesterday. The fact that these guys like each other, a lot of them have played with each other before. Chemistry. They're having fun. Yep. I mean, that is, you, you talk to any former athlete, and they'll tell you if they've been on losing seasons, like, or been on losing teams during a long season, they'll tell you, even though they're making a ton of money and they're playing pro sports, how miserable it is to mm-hmm. show up there, especially with the media in your face, the coaches losing the locker room, nobody likes each other in the locker room. It's just human nature. It's not fun. What they're doing now is fun, and I think that on most nights, they're enjoying themselves more than the opponent is. Yeah, and that's why when you put together a team, it's not just collecting talent. It's got to be talent that works and fits together and this group works and fits together really well let's go to scott who's down in dallas what's going on scott hey guys how's it going what's up man this is one-eyed scott hope jerry's okay from getting hit in the eye oh that's right one-eyed scott yes one-eyed scott was the guy who got hit with the golf ball off the tree and lost his eye yes yeah i was about an inch away from that scott yeah I, i heard i heard you guys talking last week in vegas about all the golf you're playing but i just had a question for geo um, do you, you do know that Johnny Cash never shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. Yes, Scott, funny. Yes. <laughs> now, I'll give you a serious answer, too. I know I know it's a funny call. I'll give you a serious answer, too, on top of it. I mean, obviously, not apples to apples here. We know yeah, that the guy yeah. didn't shoot somebody to watch him die. When you tell me this heartfelt story about your brother who's smoking American <laughs> Spirit cigarettes and riding the same bicycle as your father, dying in a motorcycle accident, which we see all the time, then I'm going to believe it. But, yes, very funny. I like the call. I found the guy you have to blame. Randy Montana. 
Randy Montana is the guy. He, I believe he is the, uh, the lyric writer. And his song. his brother did not die. Uh, that I don't know. I got to check that. Because as I, far as I see, every article I read was it's from the perspective of somebody who not Randy Montana wrote this because his brother died in a motorcycle. He accident. gets credit for writing uh, for writing the song, at least from what I was just looking at. He's also uh, an artist himself. I will have to check his Wikipedia page to, if he's got one. Yes, he does have one to see if he lost someone near and dear to him in a motorcycle. But I don't know that that is the case. Yeah, it doesn't look like but it, that's right? your guy. Well, there's not a lot on him. So I, I, I'm not sure. Like, usually you get the whole siblings, the family. There's not much here in terms of his personal life. So I don't know. But that's your guy. Does he have a brother, Joe? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> That'd be something. I don't know. He's just so jealous of his brother, Joe Montana. <laughs> he killed him in a fake motorcycle accident. That would be a much older brother, Joe, by the yeah, way. No, yeah, this guy, he's like younger than me, this guy, Randy Montana. Uh, he but. is 30, so 38. Yeah, right. Correct. So there you go. So yes. Uh, no, there's nothing here about his personal life no, that would tell us not. if he's got a brother or not. That's just not right. I'm it sorry. Not, you cannot pull at the heartstrings of your audience in that way and have it be fake. Yeah. Like the, the guy who called up the other day, Phil, yeah. who went through all those things in a short amount of time, just really, really heartbreaking stuff, lost okay. people in his life, Yes, yeah. found out that his son wasn't his son, and he's pouring out emotion on the air. Like that I knew was real immediately. Knew it was real immediately, and we wanted to, we wanted to help. If I had found out that that or any of these other stories of people that called up when they were and they were lying to us, I'd be I'd be livid. And that's what this whole thing was. Total we, farce. We got two people we could check. Uh, Montana, let's see here. He, he co-wrote the song, so it's not just him. He wrote it with Dan Isbell. So we have to see if Dan's got a brother. Okay. All right. We'll see. But I'll tell you who doesn't. Luke Combs. <laughs> Luke Combs was the one who was singing to me about it this morning. All right? We're really bothered by this. All right? Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. 
Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Good Friday on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. This is one of those weeks I felt like went slow, like one of these slow-moving weeks. Probably had something to do with Vegas two weeks ago, and then last week we had like a shorter week in the studios. It was like the first five-day week driving in. And you miss Boomer. Yeah, it's true. There is, but yeah, but there's been many weeks in the summer that that Boomer's out that don't true. feel like they drag. You know why you're playing golf every day. That's true. You're busy in the, like, you can't wait to get out of here. Not for, because you don't want to be here, but because you've got a noon tea time. You got something going on. Yep. I got nothing going on right now. You know what the other thing is? The kids are home from school. Well, Sabrina is. Oh, uh, okay. That's another thing. That's why this, this, this is dragging. Mm. Daddy do this. Daddy do that. Daddy do this. Daddy gets up at three o'clock in the morning. Do you normally take a nap when you go home? You have uh, to, In the right? winter, I do. Yes. In the summer, not so much. In the winter, I do. And has that been interrupted this week with the yes. girls? Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Right, so your days are longer, mm-hmm. and you're not doing things that you That's would otherwise do in the we summer. We have hit it the nail on the head. Thrown yeah. off your routine, That's your winter right. routine. A motherhood sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, when someone needs to change my bed sheets in the nursing home, I'll have somebody to do it. <laughs> Unless you teach one of your labs to do that. Alan, Alan, I will pay somebody to do it. Because we didn't waste money on college. <laughs> We're going to be surrounded by hot nurses like Lenny Dykstra. Yeah. Lenny Dykstra. Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> uh, all right, what's going on there, uh, CeeLo? All right, brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. Also brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. So you brought up Spike and the Bell last night in Philadelphia. So you have audio of that, or at least the... Oh, introduction nice. uh, as he was uh, introduced to the they crowd They didn't call him a skinny night. vegan bleep. Did they, they did not. <laughs> they did not. And uh, no mention of WFAN in the intro. No shock there. Bringing tonight's bill, a Philadelphia sports radio host and a Hollywood TV writer. Since 2013, they've been the co-host of the longest running Sixers podcast. Please welcome to the right to Ricky Sanchez podcast. Hollywood TV. What about the bell ringing will be louder? What is that? He doesn't need me. I I don't know. Could hear it in that clip. Who's the Hollywood TV writer? The podcast co-host. So they were being introduced at the same time. Yes. So what could he have written? <laughs> I don't know. You have to ask some story about, about that. some guy dying in a motorcycle accident. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what he wrote. I don't know. What's his name? Mike. What? I don't know. Some Mike something. Mike something. Okay. Well, I'll look it up. Yeah, just Google Mike something, and I'm sure it'll pop right up for you there. Okay. You killed me with that, Luke Combs. That's my guy. I love Luke Combs. That's. That's devastating. That, right. I, but I would have thought, see, 
I always wondered that, and I never took the time to investigate How it the way you, you did. How could you not? I heard the song once, and I looked this yeah, up. Yeah, I don't know. It's not one of my favorites, so I guess that's why. But yeah, that's a, that's that's rough. Michael Levin is that? That right? sounds right. Sure. All right. We'll keep going there, Steelers, okay. so we don't Very have dead good. air. How's that? Sound? Uh, so sp- <laughs> after this, of course, then the Sixers lose to the Knicks, and here was Spike on X. Sorry, they were always losing the Bell game, cost of doing business. And then he followed up. What people don't know about the Bell is you always lose the Bell game, and they don't let you ring it unless you ask for several years in a very public and entitled way. Hmm. Thank you to the Sixers for letting me do it. So yeah, so he's he, been begging them to ring the Bell. I guess. I mean, right. that's what he implies there. So he had his fun, and then the Knicks had theirs. Maxi takes the three, drives on McBride. Excellent defense there. Brunson with the steal. Brunson throws it ahead to McBride. Goes up and throws it down. That doesn't even look like Huge defensive play from Jalen Brunson. Struggling with a shot all night long. Makes a big steal. And the Knicks back up by 15. Mike Green MSG. Which Jerry, one was he? The one on the right? No, or the, the one whose face you couldn't see on the left. He's the one hitting the bell. The one on the right wasn't Spike? That's his 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 co-host. The, I have CBS Sports oh, Network. Wow. I thought that was Spike too, Jerry. Yeah, it looks, it looks well, like a another, younger version of him, actually. But it looks just like him. It's another hipster. Wow. Hipster doofus or whatever that you call I thought him. that was Spike. Spike's on the left. You can tell by this the hair. This is Spike Eskin. This skinny vegan hipster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Damn. Boy. All right. Yeah. So that's his, I guess his uh, podcast. That's the. That's your writer. That's your Hollywood writer. Yeah, right so what's his IMDb say? Now it's, it's Michael Levin, which could be a name that there could be another Michael Levin in Hollywood. I mean, it's okay. kind of, it's not, you know. It'd be great if he was living off that. Right. It's not like a Didi Kinkabala who we sure, know right. only one of those. Right, right. All right. So uh, this Michael Levin wrote TV shows, a couple of different uh, episodes of the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Okay. Uh, Doogie Kamiahola MD. Oh, boy. The that a Doogie Hauser like offshoot? I guess. The Grinder. Okay. Trial and Error. It's a lot uh, more than. I don't know. I mean, you can't introduce your, get yourself introduced as a Hollywood writer if those are your credits. I'm sorry. Al's poking a hole in it. He's uh, the assistant to writers on How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, I'm just saying that's cool, but you can't be introduced as a Hollywood writer. You're you're a pod, you're the podcast host, which well, is very popular. They there. did say that that was included. That should in be there. the lead. I agree. Oh, it should well. be the lead. All right, fair enough. I agree. And Spike's a Philadelphia radio host. That was the lead for him. Yeah, so. That. Spike told me that they weren't allowed to use WIP or WFAN because they're not rights holders. Okay. Mm. They didn't even say IP. They just said Philadelphia Radio Host. That is correct. All right. Well, you heard the clip there. Jalen Brunson doing it in multiple ways. Last night, 21 points, 12 assists. He was a perfect 11 for 11 from the free throw line. Boyan Bogdanovich, 6 for 6 from 3. He had a team I 22 points off the bench as the Knicks took care of the Sixers 110-96 to snap their four-game skid. They certainly shot the three well for head coach Tom. Dante made four. Uh, Bogey made five or six. You know, but the, I thought Dante's were really timely late, um, and that's huge for us. DiVincenzo was back. Same for Bogey and Isaiah Hartenstein. <laughs> though he only played eleven minutes, didn't score, didn't even take a shot. He's still dealing with that sore Achilles. Not quite back to a hundred percent. But the Knicks get the win, and they'll be back home to host the Celtics coming up tomorrow night. At the Garden. Meantime, no contest in Toronto. The Nets get blown out by the Raptors 121-93 in Kevin Ollie's debut as the interim head coach. We heard from Sean Marks the other day. He was looking for the team to make a playoff push, and Ollie knows they've certainly got some work to do here. I'll fight through it, and that's what we're going to do. I believe in this crew. Um, I got to be better. Everybody has to be better in that locker room. 
um, to go get a win in Minnesota. So <laughs> I'm not going to stop fighting. Good luck with that. I, I'm not saying they can't, but I mean yeah. that's a tall and it's a big ask. So I was disappointed. Gee, we saw the picture with the, we talked about the thin mustache. Yes. He's got the full beard going right now. Okay, though, so wasn't yeah, exactly the picture. The same look. Yesterday, Jerry, the picture that CBS Sports Network put up of Kevin Ollie, I said he looks like a guy who would open for Houdini <laughs> with the mustache that he had. And uh, now he no longer has that. Mm, so, sorry uh, to hear that. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Uh, a little there more. it is right there. See? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> put a little hat on him. A top hat of some sort. That's funny. Let me get him a cane. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, a little more baseball sound with the Mets and the Yankees. Here was David Stearns. This was actually a one-on-one with Gary Apple on SNY yesterday. Of course, after the Kodai Senga news comes out, he's got the strain behind the shoulder. Probably going to start the year on the IL. Miss some time. Stearns basically telling you we're going to be fine. So we feel good about the guys we have in-house. We, we have a lot of depth in our starting rotation. It was part of our mm. off-season strategy to bring in players. Uh, who could fill in our rotation. I don't know about You brought in risk-reward players. Yeah. I wouldn't say you've got great depth. I mean, they got players. They got pitchers. Right. But they put bodies in the rotation. Yeah. So that the guys like McGill and Lucchese and Budo are the depth guys now that you turn Listen, to to fill that slot. The Quintana, Severino, and Manaya, and even Hauser have big upsides, but that's all it is until Dude, they go do it. Manaya was awful as a starter last year. He got banished but, but you But you've seen him at yeah. a high level. That's yes. all I'm saying. Yes. Severino we know about. Yeah, I mean, Quintana's the guy. He's the this only is reliable on, guy. On, on paper, the worst rotation they have had. It's not great. In, I mean, you got to go, because think about it. I mean, you had Harvey in there with his run, DeGrom, for many years. Like Syndergaard, Syndergaard for a couple years. I mean, we're, we're talking a very, very long time. <clears throat> I, like, what do you think? Like 2000 and... Uh, we did our Mets look back yesterday into the, some of those dark years. Discussing. It's not good. It's not what you want, as uh, we like to say around these parts. Uh, with the Yankees, Hal Steinbrenner did meet the media. It was nice of the Yes Network to you know post the audio, so we were able to grab that. <laughs> Very hard to find, Jerry. Uh, so yeah. look, they're trying to put the ugly 2023 behind them, not just the players. I was embarrassed. We were all embarrassed. I mean, I don't think there's one person in this organization that wasn't embarrassed. Um, I have no doubt for them that it was a big motivation. Um, you know, like I said, they believe they have something to prove after that disaster last year. I like the words. I mean, we've heard the embarrassing. Uh, you think the disaster. They went, right, you think they went seventy and ninety-two <laughs> or whatever? It would yeah, be. yeah. I found it interesting. They asked him about Soto. He's like, I just met him the other day. Like they made the trade. Like I know he when they introduced him, he did it on Zoom. Yeah. He's like, I just met him. I kind of met him, had a chat with him the other day, and he seems very intelligent. So. I don't know. I guess I guess because he stayed away until reporting for spring training. But in any event, uh, all is well down there. He's talking about they're still looking to improve the team, open for business, but nothing imminent. This whole Blake Snell situation, I'll get into this a little bit more next hour because I've got to cut it up. But there was, I guess, somebody who put out something on X about a possible deal between the Yankees and Snell being close. And it kind of people grabbed it and ran with it a little bit. We know that happens. Yep, yep, yep. So the guy who originally made the post called Evan and Tiki yesterday and filled in some of the blanks on... Talking about Marty Mush from Barstool? No, Marty Mush picked up and ran with what this gentleman put out there. Oh, okay. Mm. But apparently Marty Mush has some sort of connection to the Snell family. That's a rumor rumbling out there. That's what I mean. You don't know what to believe or what to trust. So I'm just going by the fact that Cashman gave us that we're not pencils down. Judge gave us the, eh, maybe there's another move, and how yesterday, without getting into specifics, kind of hinted at that yeah. something could could happen. And so. I'm, I'm with G. I think the longer this goes, the more likely it is that he is a Yankee. 
And it's going to be the best deal that's on the table for him. By the way, I'm going through Mets rotations yeah. just on paper. It's a dark hole. It, but it's it is a dark hole. Um, but I, you really, because Johan Santana was in there for a while, sure. obviously. I mean, even Tom Glavin was not a great Met. But I mean, Tom Glavin was in a rotation. Like, I'm all the way back now at 2004, right? Like, Steve Traxel, we make fun of him, but Steve no, Traxel, he just took forever to throw right. the ball. That was uh, the problem. So you had Al Leiter, Tom Glavin, Steve Traxel, <laughs> Chris Benson. Remember Chris Benson? Yes. Oh, his wife. Wong, wife, so, yeah. I mean, like... This is uh, this that's twenty years now. I've gone back because you at least had somebody in there that was right. like, okay, that guy's the ace. The, the guy who was supposed to do that is now out. <laughs> like, uh, it's it's terrible. Right? It's mm-hmm. that bad. Yeah. Like, if you told me, hey, Adrian Hauser's on the shelf for a little bit, then we can slot in a McGill or a Lucchese. No, they may <laughs> end up being better that, than we think. But on paper, yeah, this is the worst rotation, and probably since. I want to say the mid '90s now, because if you go back to like 2002, in the World Series in 2000, right? Exactly. Yeah. In '99, they were a good team. '98, they almost made the playoffs. I mean, I'm thinking like Dave Malicki in 1997 <laughs> is now worst rotation in Met history. God, it, I mean, it may be. Never know. Come the on. longer I'm going back, they had the first year of their existence. Was, well, all I mean, right, I was exaggerating. Okay, I would have a lifetime. Well, Gio, How about that? You don't seem to believe what you said. I mean, but no, it could be in my lifetime. <laughs> In your life, to, sure. Could sure. be in my lifetime. Yeah. I mean, all right, so how about 97? Rick Reed, Dave Malicki, Bobby Jones, Mark Clark, Brian Bohannon, and Armando Reynoso. Not great. So that's on paper. Now, Bobby Jones was actually pretty good for them over the years, but still, that's probably the worst one since 1997 on paper. It's a while. So, yeah. Worst. I was in 10th grade. <laughs> Worst rotation out of spring training in 27 years. Yeah, that's what I would say. God, I that, That's what I would say. Right we uh, briefly kind of touched on Dodgers-Padres yesterday. Yeah. Jerry was watching some of it. We talked about the, the photos that are circulating. This is kind of random, but Gavin Lux, I guess when he gets out of the game, you know, guys get pulled early. Mm-hmm. They do the interviews mid-game. Yeah, usually three at-bats and they're so done. So he meets the media here and uh, got a little distracted by some things going on in the background. Which field it was going to be on, I think more just getting out, running the bases, um, get, taking a swing, getting out of the box. Um, Oof. Yeah, it was. Um, it was just. It was a long year. Someone was not happy. <laughs> I, what was I, that? I don't know. I what I saw, and I I can't confirm this. Obviously, I guess people were getting a little nuts going for Machado autographs. Mm. So like maybe that was a security guard of some sort telling people to that calm down, or a team official. Well, I don't know exactly. Was, was that the real Hulk Hogan or a Hulk Hogan impersonator <laughs> that was sitting behind home plate? Run those highlights back there, <laughs> Stephen Waldron. You know, it's funny. Victor, I watched run it back, three innings of this game. I did not even notice that. <laughs> There's a guy right there. He's he's wearing. He's got. See him right there with the glasses Where? over number oh, one. Wow, gee, yeah, that's. I would have thought you would tell me he was like in full wrestling uniform or something. The thing I couldn't. I was right fixed there. On. See, on the left to the left of the, the catcher. He's got the Jerry. Fu Manchu. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe it is. He's sitting fr- front row. He always wears the bandana now. This is a no bandana situation. Nope. Okay. <laughs> did you walk over to the TV to get a close up on? Wow, look at that. Wait, I was really so right invested. there. See, see, here's the guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there. So he's got the Fu Manchu. How the hell did you pick yeah, up on that? that? And they're gonna quit. You know what's so funny <laughs> is I literally went to uh, PeoriaED.com yesterday. Because of that stupid thing about moving to Arizona. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was looking at that billboard for the three right innings. There. I never even noticed him. <laughs> He's right above it. I know. I didn't even pick up on it. I was like, like Peoria ED. That has something to do with 
And there's not erectile, erectile dysfunction. dysfunction. <laughs> no. It's about moving to Peoria, Arizona. Uh, and what a great city it is. The advertising right. working you can, on you. You move there for yeah. free, but your penis will never <laughs> work again. <laughs> That's the slogan. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. All right. Let's go to Prudential Center That's where the, the Rangers the sound. <laughs> cruise to a ninth straight win against the Great weather, no boners. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Ranger fans were loud at the Rock last <laughs> night. Sam Rose at MSG. Second goal if of the I game told for Alexi you, Lafreniere. You could, play, you could have perfect weather for the rest of your life <laughs> and never. play golf every day, but no more, no more boners. No more boners. No Would more you take it? <laughs> <laughs> He's thinking about seventy-two it. degrees. I, I'd be not thinking a cloud about it too. In the sky. What, at what time? Like at what point in my life? Like now? Limitless golf. Yeah, I mean you're right into the golf right now. Uh, but I can't. I, not no right more. now. Not right now. No. Get get to me when I'm sixty, maybe. Okay. Not not right now. Not yet. All right. Not right now. Too, you're not that way. hooked on golf. No, I am. <laughs> I just. <laughs> no, nah, because I think that messes with your brain too. Like without. Without that for a long period of okay. time, like there, there's never been someone who's. It's another thing I can't say on the air. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, but I mean, you which, look one at, you, which one are you doing more often these days, G? Be fair, oh, playing golf. Well, but, but that's but that but that's the point, though. I can still play golf a lot. Yeah, and also True. have okay. I was a giving you the perfect penis. weather. Yeah, the weather, the weather aspect. I think was I was the, giving you seventy-two on that sunny makes it year tricky. round. I'm, I feel too young for that. Right I, now. I, think I don't at, disagree at a, with you. At a point in my life, yes. Right now, I don't. I don't feel Not much there yet. I don't feel much different than I was in like my late twenties. Like. In that, so I think at some point it'll stop. Yeah, you may not feel different, but <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's the key. <laughs> but at some point that will stop. <laughs> but right, but no, not yet, not yet. And I'm being completely honest. I no. thought about it though. I know you yeah, did I think about, about it. it. Contemplated it. Anyway, Rangers win 5-1 at Prudential Center. 39 saves for Igor Shesterkin. Again, their ninth consecutive win. And you did have the uh, Matt Rempe hit on Nathan Bastion early as he earned himself a five-minute major and a match penalty. So we'll see if that uh, results in a hearing or suspension or anything like that. Uh, big hit to the head. In St. Louis, the Islanders got shut out 4 nothing. I actually undersold what St. Louis did last hour. I said it was three goals in 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. It was three goals in 32 seconds. Wow. Yeah, including a couple for Pavel Buchnevich, who ended up with the hat trick. So a 4 nothing shutout loss on the road. Yet, Patrick Waugh afterwards. They kept playing regardless Too late for Patrick Waugh. Uh, it was a six-second bite. Yeah, he said late. he was proud of his team. They lost 4 nothing. Yeah, they suck. Come on. All right, CeeLo. Very good. We'll see you next hour. Out of here, yeah. uh, Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Build Ford Tough Studio. Hi, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Hat tip to our colleague, Brandon Tierney, who sent us a post on X. We did not see this. We also didn't hear it yesterday when a caller called up and mentioned that they thought that maybe on paper this was the worst rotation ever in Mets history, which, you know, other than the, as you mentioned, other than the expansion year. So as I was going through, I wish I would have heard this. I wouldn't have spent 10 minutes going through their rotations all the way back to 1997. Uh, but it could be the worst on paper. I do feel like the 97 team, that that rotation probably worse. 
Rick, but you know what? Rick Reed was pretty good. The the scab Rick Reed. Well, but you're, for them but you'd be also be talking about going into the season what you're looking right, at. right, exactly. Because so I can on, make every case that Luis Severino has a big season this year. I that's true. All right, so yeah, like on on paper, Rick Reed, Dave Malicki, Bobby Jones, mm-hmm. Mark Clark, Brian Bohannon, and Armando Reynoso probably wasn't exciting a lot of people in spring training '97. Yeah, so that one probably I'd say '95. I mean, you do have two guys, as bad as this is, and I'm not sugarcoating it at all. I mean, I guess I am a little bit. You do have two guys in Quintana and Severino that could be pretty good. They could be. Yeah, but this is a, this is an on-paper discussion. Uh, uh, understood. On-paper discussion understood. could be. But I'll, I'll go with 97. Okay. I mean, it's in the conversation for the worst ever, but I will go that 97 is worse. Fair enough. On paper. And then I'll look back at last year and say, looking back, ugh. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Looking right. back, not into the season as it actually happened. Well, Ugh. Verlander ended up being pretty good for them, though. Yeah, pretty good when he pitched. Yeah. He wasn't good. I was at his best game. I feel and was Senga in, was good. No, 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 Senga was good for sure. I, and Quintana, when he came back, actually pitched well. But yeah. Verlander wasn't great when he first came back. And before they traded him, his best start I was at. I think he, I think he threw seven innings of one-run ball. And looked like he was getting into a groove. But it's not like he had this great season with them. He didn't. He had a handful of good starts. And Scherzer was a, ugh, terrible. Let's go to Chris, who's in Brooklyn. What's going on, Chris? Hey, Jerry and Gio. Happy Chris. Friday, How you doing today? What's up, man? Good, man. What's up? Hey, so I was listening to the Mirage show just recently. <laughs> and um, I know Evan is a weird guy. But he had mentioned that he's never barbecued once in his life. I mean, I, I think that goes from weird to borderline sociopathic. But I, I just don't know how a guy... How is that possible? Yeah, I mean, so line. he's never done it himself. I mean, obviously, other he's been at other barbecues where people are grilling at least hamburgers and hot dogs. But he said he's never done it himself. Hmm. Which, how, does that, how does that even happen? I don't, I, I don't know. Man, I listen, I this is a tough spot, Chris, that you're putting... <laughs> I really don't want to sound... Too disrespectful to Evan. So this is a man who's had a lot of success in his life. Mm-hmm. He's got a wonderful family, wonderful wife, kids, the whole thing. And he's living his life the way that he lives his life. But there are times that I feel like sitting next to Boomer and the man that he is, that I am emasculated a little bit because I can't be like him, an NFL mm-hmm. MVP, 6'4". He has that effect on right. us. Like large junk, everything, right? Right. So hits the ball farther than me, even at 60 years old. Right. Golf, just like, but Evan makes me look like <laughs> Atlas. <laughs> I know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Bob Vila. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I can build a house or something. Like it's incredible. Evan has this little bubble that he lives in. And good for him. Like, I, like that is, like there are some things as a man that I could never imagine not doing that fulfills my American man soul more than anything. And on a summer day where it's like six o'clock and it's still warm and the sun is out and you bring out a couple of steaks to the grill and I put on the outdoor speaker with the Sonos and I'm playing music and I bring a drink out there with me and I'm sitting there grilling meat Sipping on my drink, listening to the music, that right there, like that—that's one of those feelings that you have that you think about on your deathbed. Like that is—that's life. That's mm-hmm. living right there as a man in America. 
I am grilling this meat to feed my family, and I am enjoying this little bit of time. He has never grilled in his life. Apparently not. Now, I know, doesn't his, his father-in-law cooks for them, I believe, right? Right, because he's. I think he's like a legit yeah, chef. Yeah, no, no, I know. Which I understand. So maybe that part, and he's always lived in apartments until he got married, so maybe not allowed to barbecue, but I've also seen photographs of his home, which he looks like he's got a beautiful backyard. Yeah. The idea that he hasn't taken that away from his father-in-law one time in July makes no sense. Yeah. I, I right. No sense. And like but yeah, my mother-in-law cooks, my mom cooks, my wife cooks. They're all they're all great cooks. But doesn't mean that I'm not barbecue. I'm the grill guy. I know. I mean, I, one of my my father's day gift last year was a grill, a new grill. Should we chip in and get Evan a grill? You think he has one? It doesn't say you can't have one and not well, use no, it. Maybe his father-in-law doesn't. That's his. He just doesn't stand yeah, in front right. of it. Yeah, I don't know. He, he probably then you're right. He probably has one. If that father-in-law is a real cook. He's got an outdoor grill. I would certainly think so. Yes, he I might mean, even have like the grill stone as well. Like, there's some things I could understand that you're not into. Like we were talking about this yesterday. You know, some like or a couple days ago with you. Like, you're not going to watch the 90 Day Fiance. I love you're not going to watch. It. That's fine. There's shows that you're going to watch. I'm not going to watch. But there's certain things as a as a man that we all should do. Like, how do you not it if ever ever slapped a piece of meat on a on a hot grill? I mean, sitting there like even like you get the we got those big uh, Citarella porterhouses, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm putting the you know I, I'm letting them sit out. And you grab them by the the tomahawk bone and you slap them on a plate and you put the olive oil on it and the salt and pepper and you massage it into the meat to season it before you slap it on the grill. And I'm with you. There's nothing better than that first warm day in April or May where you can get out there. And you know who grills through the year, like year round, even in the winter is Minko. Does he? Barbecue is never turned off, and they don't really cook in the house. Everything is on the grill. I grilled think, this week also. All right, think of those two yeah. polar opposites, yeah. Minko and Evan. Unbelievable. Huh. It really is. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's, it's offensive in a way. That's your boy. That's your guy. Yeah, I know. I mean, there were things like this that like when Beningo worked with him, he would hear, and he wouldn't. He just would let it go. Mm-hmm. But I knew it bothered him. This would be one of those things. Yeah, it's a little bizarre. All right, it's Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports. I hate myself. (laughs) No, you don't. Friday night! Feel good Friday on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tub Studio. Jerry in for Boomer again this morning. He'll be back on Monday. Saw this video yesterday that went viral on social media of Kevin Durant coming out of the tunnel at the game last night in Dallas Suns Mavericks. And as he's coming out, there is there are two fans, uh, older fans, I'd probably say 50s, maybe early 60s. Uh, and the woman of the two, male and female, I don't know if they're a couple or together or whatever, but male and female stand there with their Dallas Mavericks stuff on. It would be 40s, 50s. Yeah. As you look at them again. Yeah, definitely 50s, I think. But uh, who knows? Whatever. They're not They're not young punk kids nope. is the point I'm trying to make. And the, the woman yells out, bitch, as he walks by. And he turns around and goes, what? Excuse me? Now, I am not the biggest Kevin Durant fan in the world, but 
I love the fact that he called so these two losers out. And it's not like he went over there and smacked them or whatever. And he actually, later on in the game, when they went to go throw them out, he mm-hmm. he said, don't throw them out. But I just want her to tell the truth that she said it because she kept denying the fact that she said bitch when he came out. And it's clear as day in the video. It's clear as day. And he, he knows it. They know it. And, I mean, th- these people are... Animals? These, yeah. The, the, the absolute bottom-feeding scum of sports fans Mm -hmm. and this guy like this was this was i I was actually thinking about screening phone calls when this was going on too because what that guy said to kevin durant is like what callers say to try to prove their worth to go on the air like they'll they'll tell some personal story of tragedy and then say that they've got their own podcast which is what he did he's like four years ago her brother died or something and i've got a podcast this is what he says to kevin durant how about, hey, man, I'm sorry. That was stupid. I've been drinking, and I, I don't like you because you went to the Nets and the, and the, and the Warriors and then came here, and we are playing the Suns, and I'm an idiot. How about that? They're not lying about nice. it. This is such a problem. It really is a problem. I know they make a lot of money. I know they're professionals. I get all that. But, you know, the proximity to the court in the NBA is way too close. Um, and I don't know why. Fans feel like they can just say whatever the hell they want. It's one thing to boo a guy. That's all well and good. It's even one, if you want to say you suck, okay, fine, well, whatever. But some of this stuff crosses the line. And, you know, we had it, uh, whatever year it was, in Detroit. I wouldn't be surprised if we have it again at some point where one of these guys just cold cocks someone right in the face because it is too it is too much. And it goes all the way down, G. It goes to the college level. And Boomer always talks, too, about when he goes to these college games. He's blown away by what you hear. It, it's like we, we spend $50 on a ticket, maybe in that case a couple hundred dollars on a ticket, whatever the case may be, and you feel like you've got this God-given right to just say whatever comes across your mind. And I love the fact. I'm, I hate that Kevin Durant left. But I, I do like the guy as a player, and I think he's a pretty good guy, too. I love the fact that he stopped, turned, and confronted them. Yeah, and and you're right. And I want to say there, there have been examples years back, Malice of the Palace, as you bring up, where social media was not a thing. But I do think that the reason why fans feel more comfortable in saying stuff is that there we live in a world where you can tweet uh, and and send stuff and comment on things. Whatever the hell you want is nasty as humanly possible and be completely anonymous yeah. and get away with and it. there's no accountability. And then they end up in a situation like this. They get some alcohol in them, and just like someone would write underneath a Kevin Durant picture, they'll write, bitch. They say it right to his face, thinking he's not going to do anything about it, and this time he did. Mm-hmm. Turned uh-huh. around and said, no, like, no. I mean... And just and just admit the fact that you did it. And she's sitting there with her hand out like he's going to shake her hand. I know. I would have spit mean, on that hand. And then you know what sucks about that? What? Had he done something like that, he'd get ripped to shreds for it. Probably. Well, I mean, listen, he's the professional. I he's not going to do that. But he, we all have a limit and a point. I know. It, it's too much sometimes. No, I I agree. I and but this and that that's now going to be like there there was that tiger woods uh what's up big dog meme where he was like putting out his hand to give somebody a pound like that was a thing this this woman going up like hey like ready to slap kevin durant's hand is gonna be on just the glaring internet at her forever yeah it's just gonna be on the internet for and they just looked like just ugh, the worst mm-hmm. i don't know how that maybe they, they they were able to get down in those seats like because it was before the game or whatever but they they looked ugh. yeah 
dirty and smelly losers. You know, at least, you know, in football, you've got, a, a aside from like Buffalo, where they're, the fans are right on the field, yeah. you've got some separation. You've got, in hockey, you've got the glass as vile as we are as hockey fans, too. At least you've got separation with the glass. You can't get that close to them. Um, in basketball, I mean, they sell tickets, as you know, on basketball that are now between the scorer's table and the bench. Like, there are fans right there that are standing where the coach stands, and players got to walk right by the whole Larry David thing where he tripped the player at Staples Center back in the day. Like, you have fans, and they're spending a lot of money. They're sitting right there. The courtside seats are there. The fans right under the basket. I mean, and you can like them, hate them, despise them, whatever you want. Some of the things that Kyrie Irving has heard that we've seen on video are vile. And yet, you know, just keep doing it. Just yeah, I mean, he's. <laughs> you're right, but he, some of the stuff that he's put out there I'm and not, said in I ideology said, is vile I, as well. I said you can hate him all you want. Right. I'm just saying we've heard these things on social media, the things that people feel they can say to him yeah. as if there's going to be no response. And he does respond sometimes, too. Yeah. I mean, and, and the fact, and I bring up the, the, the ages of these people because I do think not... Not that someone who is is younger is allowed to get away with these things, but th- there is young and stupid is something that is true, and life experience sometimes is is the only thing that's going to cure that. And if it's uh, a, a young, drunk, twenty two year old kid who's doing this, you're like, you see that all the time. But shame on these grown people. Yep, both of them with gray hair, calling Kevin Durant a bitch as he walks by stupid people are stupid people and i wouldn't be surprised if they did it again oh i'm I'm sure i mean the fact that they'll probably try to capitalize on this and show up on tv cable news shows and things like that they'll have t-shirts bitch yeah (laughs) yes with their hand out (laughs) would you be surprised no i wouldn't be i wouldn't be and i guarantee you not just us but all over the country this will be talked about and that video will be shown and their mugs will be on tv and on social media everywhere today Al, what'd you think about the guy when he said, I have a podcast? I, I, I wanted to quit my podcast. <laughs> I legitimately was like, I got to get out of the podcast <laughs> business. I have to. I can't, I can't. I'm so glad that's when Kevin Durant turned and walked away. Like, right. get lost, lose. He seemed disgusted by oh, it. So yes. disgusted. Right. A podcast. And when people Stop. say, I have a podcast, it's not like you've earned anything. Like, anybody can put a podcast out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Anybody. no one's hearing it. You right. could do whatever. You, you could have a an album of uh, Who cover songs. If no one knows what it is, you don't really have it. It's essentially saying, like, I have shoes these days. Mm-hmm. That's what it's like saying. There's right. that many of them. <laughs> what? And more and more coming. I mean, to think about that, like, that guy is so delusional to think that saying, I have a podcast, was going to impress Kevin Durant. Like, Kevin Durant's going to be like, oh, I'm sorry. You have a podcast? <laughs> See, I, if I would have known that, then I would have let the whole bitch thing go. But you got to lead with I've got a podcast. So that's the ultimate respect. See, so man, I'm sorry. See, but this this is another thing, too, with Durant that I've loved it for years, and people call him sensitive. I love the fact that he calls people out, whether it's on social media or in a case like this, because you could also take the tact, hey, you're Kevin Durant, Why, just ignore it. But you, no, screw them. At some point, it's enough. Yeah, I mean, there are, I think the, the perception is like when he's away, like this is a totally different thing for me than him responding on social media, like in the off season to somebody saying something, because then I'm like, dude, it's the off season, you might be on a vacation somewhere. Why are you looking at your phone fighting with the fans? Like something like this and responding to him, I can I can understand. But the perception to me when I see him responding to that stuff is like you 
you have one of the the great lives you could possibly have in this country. Why are you staring at your phone at people calling you names and well, then responding to Because that? everyone stares at their phone. I don't care how much money you have. I mean, everybody is on the phone 24-7. Yeah. It's become a, I mean, we know this. I'm not breaking any news here. It's become a problem. Oh, yeah. I mean, phone, you know, it, it's amazing when you look in, and we always talk in the podcast too about this. You look at restaurants now. The one thing that is, I don't know if it's sad, funny, I don't know what it is. But I've been out now to restaurants where the parents are on their phones, not talking to one another, and the kids are looking across at each other like, hey, look at mom and dad. Like, it's pathetic. The phones are a problem. So he's not he's not immune to that. And I think it's great that he calls these people out. Screw them. Yeah. I mean, especially when it's it's to their face. Yep. 100%. I mean, that that I would, I would be, I think most NBA players would turn around in that situation and say something that's not a that's not unique to kevin durant when it's like that no but it right is, there it is though g and the fact that how much of this goes on i sit courtside a lot this happens at the college ranks the things that are said to these kids i think would blow your mind yeah and at the nba level it's even worse and it's the it's the few guys that actually do confront them the lebron james's when the one guy i think it was in atlanta was basically saying, I hope your kid dies or something. And he had him removed. He was sitting courtside. He had him kicked out of the arena. It was something vile like that. Durant, Kyrie has has turned and confronted fans. And they all don't. But it happens in every single arena every night. All right, we've hit on a lot of topics today. Uh, erectile dysfunction and grilling were two of those. <laughs> and we have some calls on that that I want to get in here. Let's go to Nick, who's in Amityville. What's going on, Nick? Good morning, guys. Hey, Nick. Um, First of all, I don't have a podcast, so let's get that out of the way. <laughs> well, when are you going to get um, one, man? Oh, uh, yeah, no, never. Uh, I just turned 60, Gio, yeah. and um, I'm not a golfer, and I don't have that bug, but I have been home uh, in my apartment for over a year. I haven't been able to work due to uh, knee replacement surgery, surgery gone horribly wrong. Oof. And one of the things that keeps me uh, going in life is the affirmation of life that you know, some mornings I wake up and it's like, hello, how are you? And he's there. And he's going, what are we doing today, Nick? And, uh, you know, and that's uh, when my fiance has to realize that uh, she's either got to get running away or um, it's time to get uh, down to business. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, yes. You know. Wow, Nick, I tell you, man. Yes. Um, I, I just find it humorous that you're saying basically your junk talks like Eddie Skazare. <laughs> hello, how are you? Morning wood. <laughs> what are we going to do with this now? <laughs> Who's going to take care of this? Uh, yeah, it's keep basically what he's saying is you know that that's you know when things are down and you're not feeling great about yourself, that's up. That's the end, right? And it makes you feel like, hey, I still got it. I'm still, I'm still here. I am. She's got to run away, or we got to get to business. I mean, that was a little. I mean, I know he's kidding, but man, <laughs> thinking about sixty-year-old Nick and his busted-up knees sitting there with a uh, poor guy. Yeah, I know. Uh, I wonder if I was going to ask him, but I didn't want to keep going about that because he might have said something that might cross the line. But like a malpractice situation, that a knee replacement gone wrong, like don't you have to sue in those situations? Uh, probably, especially the way guys have. I mean, hell, hip replacements have become. I don't want to say standard. That's not, it's a lot more serious than that. But how many guys have hip replacements? And we saw Spike three weeks later, they're walking around. You would yeah. think a knee replacement. Lame duck right? skin. Did, <laughs> didn't Mike have two? I think he had both yes, these replaced. I think so, yeah. So you would think going in, everything's going to be great. And then here he's, poor Nick is dealing with that. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, Matt in Lincroft. What's going on, Matt? 
Hey guys, what's happening? Hey I'm, man, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here doing my normal Friday morning routine, driving my kid to school, and I hear you guys say that your afternoon host on WFAN has never grilled before. Can somebody explain to me how the the, the host of the afternoon drive on WFAN, who claims to be this huge sports fan? has never pulled into MetLife or Giant Stadium with a grill in the back of his trunk with his buddies and, and fired up fired that thing up and, and cooked the cheeseburger? Yes, that not. Like, yeah. That, 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 that's an interview question. Like, that's <laughs> something that the WFAN should be asking people when, when they're coming in for an interview. <laughs> yeah, and you're right, because Evan goes to more games than just about anybody around here. And uh, the, the fact that he has never done that mm. himself, I'm sure he's hung around a tailgate at some point. The fact he's never done that himself in all the games he went to, like I said, is it's it's borderline offensive to sports fans everywhere. He's more into scoring his game than he is barbecuing. He's got a book coming out about it, too. Yes. Um, but, yeah, it's bizarre to me because we live in that world, and he apparently doesn't. <laughs> Hell, even Spike grills vegetables. Does he? I hope so. I, was say, I, don't, I don't think he does. I really don't believe he does. Skinny, vegan, hipster, non-grilling bleep. Bleep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I tell you, that's just a... And to think... Like, Evan... Evan's unique. Like, I, I don't... I don't. This is why I stop short and I get... Because, like, I, like I said before, I don't want to be disrespectful. Like, he lives his life a certain way. But it all, I feel like he misses out on things. Like, you got to at least try some of these things and be like, you know, this is great. Like, there, there's certain there's certain uh, beers. I'll just use it as beers as opposed to just drinks, whatever you have. But there's certain beers in life that are so satisfying. Like, the grill beer is satisfying. Mm-hmm. When I used to mow my own lawn. At, oh, when you're done? The post-lawn mowing beer. Yes. Or like the... The another one that I that I love is like if we're out at the beach <laughs> all day, and like the, the times we have the beach house, you're running around with the kids or whatever, and then there's an outdoor shower at the mm-hmm. beach house. You bring a beer in there. <laughs> That's you know, yeah. And to think that Evan doesn't experience these probably things any of it is is well, a, is a he, shame. He also likes the he does not like beer, right? He likes the fruity drink, which is fine. Well, yeah, then whatever whatever but he's drink. not experiencing that either. Yeah. I do I would like to go back to one thing though. I love the line you just got to when I used to cut my own lawn. <laughs> no longer. Now Bobby does it. <laughs> yeah, Vinny actually. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Meantime, no joke. What is <laughs> <laughs> what is up on the screen right now? Oh, you're behind a lawnmower. <laughs> you're behind a lawnmower. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> shout out O'Connell's landscaping. When I used to cut my own lawn, <laughs> back in the day when I used to carry my own golf bag, someone does that for me too. <laughs> you're not wrong. I know. <laughs> Actually, I never cut. <laughs> never once I never experienced that. I'm buying lawnmowers and humping a bag stand on my back <laughs> and walking 18 holes. Shout out O'Connell's Landscaping. We'll see you soon as the weather turns. Love you guys. Take and care. Caddy John. Yeah, take care of the uh, hydrangeas. Oh, I would not. I am not equipped. I, my The yard would be a, a mess, a total disaster if I was in charge of it at this point. So I'm anal about it. It, it bothers me. It's Well... 
Yeah, it bothers me too. That's why I hire professionals. Oh, I had, look good. and we had a company, but no longer. Yeah, not done good enough. I'll do it myself now. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we had it. We had a company. A guy sold it. He did a good job. New guys came in. Didn't like it. See ya. So, and I'm not hiring anybody else. I'm buying my own ride on. I'll All right, it. good for you, Jared. I'll do it. So, yes. when you're done mowing that lawn, you have yourself yes. a beer, <laughs> as and opposed you... to you after watching the guy. Right. <laughs> a ride on? Yeah. Are you living in the same house that I visited? Yeah. What? Uh, Judgy Eddie. No, no, it just seems like you wouldn't need a ride on. A push I mean, it's two thirds of an acre. I mean, it's it's a lot of it's a lot to push. I've pushed it uh, this year after I fired the company. It takes two hours to cut the grass. Oh, walking like an hour forty-five. That's crazy. That's everything with the uh, with the edging and the and the push mowing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, you've, backyard's you... pretty big. That's the problem. The front's easy. The front you could do in twenty minutes. The back is the problem. Way too much. Yeah, you hop on that thing. You put some music yeah. in your headphones. Absolutely. Have yourself a day. And then have a beer. And then have a beer. And throw some meat on the grill. That's exactly right. And then get a heart on. Spoiler <laughs> <laughs> and Geo. Coming to America. <laughs> America. <laughs> Damn right. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan at CBS Sports Network. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Boomer out today. Jerry in here. CeeLo, you're going to have to wait a second for the update. You know I've got a bucket list when it comes to guests. Dua Lipa's at the top of that bucket list. But I can I can scratch one off right now. Now, I don't know if this is a coincidence because Al has been working on this for a while. But I am wearing the Fat Perez sweatshirt right now, this morning. And uh, you can see it on CBS Sports Network. And here he is on the line from Bob Does Sports, Nick Stuby, Fat Perez, who has become one of my favorite people on earth. Mm-hmm. He's a YouTube golfer. He's got a tremendous following. The Bob Does Sports guys are great. Bob and, and Joey Coldcuts, and they've just done a tremendous... They've, they've built a, a, an empire with YouTube golf. And I love... Love them all and love Fat Perez the most. And he's he's on the phone How right cool now that, down in Virginia. Nick, good morning. How are you, man? Good morning. I appreciate the kind words. Uh, Dua Lipa is probably at the top of my list, too. So <laughs> I, I take no offense to that. Now, it is a shame, though, that today was the day that you called because Boomer has been off this week. And we had that famous moment where I was talking about you. And then he looked you up and said, oh, my God, he's huge. So <laughs> you could have you addressed that with him this morning. And you, you, you don't have that opportunity. Well, I mean, look, he, he, he was speaking facts. He saw what he saw, uh, you know. I, I should probably just take that to heart and make some changes, but uh, I appreciate the feedback from him. I'll say that much. Man, I tell you, it is funny because watching you guys and you're on the uh, you, when you're on the road trips and you're in the the RV and then you'll st- you'll stop at a McDonald's and all of you are sitting there going, "I can next week I'm making my changes next week because <laughs> I I have been there throughout my whole life. I'm a, I'm an up and down guy, so I I totally uh, totally relate to that. So. You know, I know when I'm I'm watching you and people are interviewing you in the in the carts and the the main question everybody gives you, can you believe that this happened? Like you were basically on some live chat during a or a live stream during a Bob Does Sports situation back in the pandemic, and you popped up on the screen and you made your name Fat Perez, and then you said I'm a scratch golfer. They didn't believe it. You showed up, and your legend has grown. And, and now this is your life. I mean, I, I have a similar experience of growing up listening to WFAN and now hosting here. Can you believe this is your life? 
No, um, no, I can't. It's uh, it's been a wild ride. Um, it's it's just so many crossroads when I like you know sit down and think about it, which happens a lot. Just things that went this way that could have gone that way, and you know, it, it it was always fun along the way, and I never really thought anything of it. Um, I always thought it would just be kind of, well, this is a cool story, that's a cool story, and then. You know, for it to turn into a full-time gig where, you know, as a golfer growing up, I always wanted to play golf for a living, right? Be a pro golfer. That was sort of the only outlet to do that. And then, you know, with the kind of the, the come up of YouTube golf and having the opportunity to, to, you know, make a huge change in my life and go and do it, it's, it's been a dream come true for sure. When you did, it's Jerry, who started this? Did you think it would become... I don't want to say what it is because I don't think anyone would have known that, but did you think you could make a living out of it? Because not only have you guys made a living out of it, the amount of subscribers and views you get is off the charts and also the creativity. It's not the same thing every time we watch. It's always with someone different. Sometimes the format's different. Did you, did you have any idea that it would be what it is? Um, for me personally, no. Um, you know, Bob and Joe, who I do the show about the sports with, they, they kind of, Bob's always been kind of a content guy. You know, he went out to L.A. to work in, in hospitality with an eye towards kind of getting into entertainment in some way. And then when that kind of morphed into a golf channel with him and Joe originally, um, and, you know, I was, a, I was a fan of them as well. And mm. I, the, the first kind of thing I came on was a collab video with Barstool Foreplay. And I remember going out to do that in California with them because um, they really just needed to fill a four-man scramble team, and it was just the two of them. And I just remember thinking at the time, like, oh, this is just going to be really cool. This will be on YouTube forever, this, you know, a story I can tell my grandkids. But even then, it didn't feel like a tryout or anything like that for me. I was just going to go have a good time. Um, so it, it's it's kind of crazy that right when that video came out, everything kind of changed for me, and it was pretty clear pretty quickly that I was going to, Join these guys, and we we're going to see where it went. Um, but when it comes down to like what we're doing, I mean, I, I think we're just lucky that the three of us together, without really trying, um, is something that people enjoy watching. And you know, we have the same rounds of golf when the cameras aren't there than when they are there. You know, ridiculous stuff. And you know, it, it, it's fun to come up with different ideas. That's kind of the fun part. And then once you kind of figure out the idea, you just go out and play golf with your friends. Talking crazy. Talking to Fat Perez, Nick Stubbe from Bob Does Sports. I am uh, wearing one of his uh, sweatshirts this morning. The uh, the Fat Perez sweatshirt that's in the PGA Tour <laughs> logo, which is amazing. <laughs> I and speaking, promise, I didn't. I didn't know that. You didn't know today. That's that's just great. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I am wearing it. You, you got to get a screenshot um, of, of this. Somebody's got to have it on CBS Sports Network of your name up on the Chiron, and then with me <laughs> with me behind it wearing your wearing your sweatshirt is uh, is probably a, a good one. But uh, speaking of the PGA Tour, so I saw that they're going to have this qualifying event that that you are going to be in. So the the Myrtle Beach Classic is going to have a sixteen man qualifier featuring YouTube golfers and some Corn Ferry guys. Uh, the guys that I recognize on here, obviously, Grant Horvat, Micah Morris, Luke Kwan from Good Good, uh, you, Busta Jack, uh, Dan Rappaport from from Barstool. So, I mean, I'm going to be rooting like hell for you. I, I saw that Bob's going to uh, be your caddy for it. Uh, tell me about this experience coming up. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm driving from uh, from my home in Richmond down to Virginia Beach to see a, a buddy of mine that's kind of a swing coach, try to get some sort of uh, swing keys. I don't think I've played in three weeks, so wow. i got to get myself together. But, uh, yeah, it was cool when this was presented to me uh, and to really all the guys that are participating. It's, it's never – something like this has never happened before, and it's actually – you know, I, my first thought was, wow, like, obviously I'm one round away. If I career it and get some help on the other side um, from the PGA Tour, which is wild. Um, but it's just a really brilliant idea for this kind of first-time tour stop down in Myrtle Beach for them to, you know, leverage our, our followings and each of us as creators and, um, you know, try to get some eyeballs on, uh, on you know, kind of the first year of a tour stop. You know, it's amazing, this whole thing, because the PG, in my opinion, I've been watching golf for 30 years. I love the game. This is as bland for me, personality-wise, that the PGA Tour has been in a really long time. And I think this is brilliant because you've got, like, my 13-year-old is hooked on you guys. He's the, That's how I found you on YouTube Golf, was my 13-year-old who loves it, watches, and can't wait for the new videos to come out. And I think it's a really, it's a great idea. Um, have you ever thought about what that could be in terms of the boost? Forget what they're doing for you. What you guys could do for the PGA Tour if you made it on? Yeah, I think uh, you know. I, I think the, the the folks that are putting on the uh, this kind of one day that's called the Q at Myrtle Beach, this one day qualifier. You know, I think they're trying. You know, they're they're putting the event on, so they're staying kind of out of the out of the rooting fold. But I, I think I'd, it'd probably be accurate to say that they're probably pulling for one of uh, the YouTubers to somehow make it through this thing and get onto the. To the tour stop. Um, I think about uh, this past year, there was an event in Bermuda where George Bryant is, um, I think, participating in this and uh, has a, a YouTube channel with his brother, Wesley Bryant Brothers. Um, he got a sponsor's exemption to that event, ended up making the cut, and they had so much content from, you know, the tours channels and from Callaway, who we both work with, and the, the uh, tournament channel itself on all their socials. Um, it just brought a lot more attention to that, you know, kind of secondary tour stop than otherwise would have been there. And, you know, like for better or for worse, um, that's the thing. And, you know, I, I, it's, it's, it's going to be cool. Um, you know, if I can't make it happen, I, I definitely am hoping that it's somebody from our space that, uh, that gets through. You know what? I think that it is in just another uh, minute here with Nick Stubbe, Fat Perez on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I, I think why you guys work so well is that not obviously personable. You're like friends of mine. You're, you're doing something that is fun, doing something that we're doing. And and you make like I, I want to root for you yep. guys to do well, which is generally not what happens in this day and age. There's a there's a lot of jealousy that goes on in the business and this guy's making more money than this guy. But the way that you guys have created and, and this goes to, to Bob, who's been doing a Robbie Burger's been doing this for a very long time. You've created this atmosphere like I want you guys to do so well, like I'm going to be going nuts in this. Thing. And the other guys I like, too. I like Grant. He's he's awesome. But. If you make it onto this, if you end up playing a PGA event, I'm going to feel like part of me is playing <laughs> in that PGA event. So hats off to you guys. I appreciate that. I mean, we're we're out there just being ourselves. It's, it's the easiest job I've ever had. You know, I, I used to work all week, so I could basically go do this with my buddies on the weekend. So be able to do it uh, for a living is, is wild, and uh, I'm going to need all the support. 
support I can get in this thing. So I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Listen, I, I hope to meet you in person one day. I know you're going to be coming to New York uh, soon. So uh, hopefully that happens. Best of luck. And uh, I'll, I'll be watch- we'll all be watching you. Awesome. Appreciate it. It's good to catch up. Glad I could uh, finally connect. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, take care. That is uh, Nick Stubby, Fat Perez, uh, is down in Virginia this morning getting ready amazing. for that qualifier. Absolutely amazing. I mean, I'm with you, man. Rooting, f- and I mean it. Like the PGA Tour needs personality. To me, it's as dead as it's been in three decades. And this, I think, would give it a jolt because you've got, you know, a lot of the guys you like have gone to live. I got news for you. The Champions Tour is more interesting to me. I love golf, and they're all amazing. I'd rather watch Ernie Els than I would some of these guys on the PGA Tour. It needs personality. These guys would do it if a couple of them could make it. Yeah. I mean, so the Genesis had, there was some juice there. But then, you know, obviously Jordan Spieth, he's out. Tiger drops out, you know, and it's like Rory didn't play all that well. But there was they were there. But if when those names aren't there, it's like boy, it's we bland. Know, what, are, what are we what are we doing? And so. also with Tiger, I love Tiger, but you don't feel like he can win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Physically, he's yeah, not we'll get there. An event. See, that well, too. Yeah. We need to make a left turn in your career. You got to become a YouTube guy. <laughs> you're good. good he's good. You're good enough to do it. The people I'm seem not to a scratch golfer. The you could be though. You could be. People seem to love you on social media, mm-hmm. and they, they love these guys. That's what start filming yourself playing golf. No. Sure. <laughs> Man, probably a couple I, years late to that at this point. Yeah. I will tell you, I filmed that one yeah. hole that we played in uh, Vegas. Right, looks pretty good with the GoPro. Oh, it does looks it? Phenomenal. That's yes. great. Yes, yeah, the GoPro out there. Mm-hmm. I was, nice. I, I was meaning to ask you about that. Yeah, you could. You're lefty, right? Yeah, so you could be Fat Mickelson. <laughs> <laughs> I like <Not> it. <laughs> and just go crazy and start talking about coffee beans and stuff and all yeah. kinds of weird off the wall stuff. All of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right. There was some important New York sports things that happened that I want to get to, so I'll take a break here. We'll come back. Knicks fans and Ranger fans want to hear about what happened last night, and rightfully so. So we'll take a break, get CeeLo back in here. Hi, Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. We uh, had to bump CeeLo. You know, sometimes that happens when a guest come in. Like, you hear, heard that back in the day with, like, David Letterman, where, like, the big A-list star was on for too long. And then the, the guy who had, like, the the unicycle and the monkey <laughs> or, get or Mad Dog. Yeah, right. Or, or Dog. <laughs> yeah, he would, he would get bumped. That did happen to him, I think, once. That's what happened with CeeLo and Fat Perez called. So uh, we having him back here. We're, we're honoring this. And having him back to tell us about some uh, Knicks and Rangers and all the the good stuff that happened last night. What's up, CeeLo? All right, brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. Uh, let's start with the Knicks, since you mentioned them. No Joel Embiid, obviously, for last night's six, or Knicks-Sixers matchup in Philly. But the home team has some other new bodies these days, including Kyle Lowry, who got a standing ovation in his uh, Sixers debut, hometown guy. No problem for the Knicks, though, as far as the end result went. And Lowry's shaking up in the play. Got hit in the face there saying the foul to stop. Bogdanovich catches, fires, and hits the three-pointer. The the Sixer coaching staff were screaming for them to make a foul because it was clearly a five-on-four advantage. Mike Green, MSG, and ended up needing stitches there. It was a bit of an elbow, right, from Jericho Sims. So an interesting debut for Lowry. The Knicks, though, uh, would win the game going away 110-96. That was only second quarter action at that point, but part of a six-for-six night from beyond the arc for Boyan Bogdanovich as the Knicks uh, took care of business. He had a team-high 22 points off the bench. Here's Tom Thibodeau on bogey and his contributions. 
defense. He's a gifted scorer. He's got a, a you know, we saw the post up too. He, you know, you know, he can get it off quick and he can put it on the floor. So if you close hard to him, he, he can put it and he has different finishes at the baskets. Nice to have some healthy bodies back. Uh, DiVincenzo, you had Bogdanovich, you had a little bit of Isaiah Hartenstein, even though, of course, uh, Julius Randle and OG Ananobi are not there. Jalen Brunson, 21 points, 12 assists. He was 11 for 11 from the free throw lines. The Knicks checking a lot of boxes last night coming out of the All-Star break as they snapped their four-game losing streak. Not so much for the Nets up in Toronto in Kevin Alley's debut as the interim head coach. They got blown out 121-93. to Speaking of blowouts or one-sided affairs, turned out to be the case at Prudential Center last night as the Rangers extended their winning streak. Long pass ahead. Panarin's got a man in front. Score! Chris Kreider didn't miss that one. Number 29 for Chris Kreider. And the Rangers lead. Sam Rosen, MSG2 last night with the Knicks on as the Rangers would build a 5 nothing advantage into the third period, late third period, before Jack Hughes finally got the Devils on the board and cost Igor Shosturkin a shutout. 5-1 final, though. A couple of goals for Alexi Lafreniere. Artemi Panarin had three assists, 39 saves for Shosturkin, and the Rangers were throwing the body with a little bit of thump last night for Peter, Peter Laviolette's team. Might have been one of our most physical games. I think that made a difference in the game. We're putting it behind them and banging body. Streams had some nice hit. Cooley had some nice hit. Eddie had some nice hits. Obviously, Remp had a, a big hit. Yeah, that was Imagine. Matt Rempy on Nathan Bastion. Got himself thrown out of the game uh, just 13 seconds into his first shift. Imagine out shooting a team 40 to 18 and getting your ass kicked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the Devils' power play is putrid. Well, that was, no offense, part of the, I think, the advantage in the shot category. The Rangers right. spent yeah. a lot of the no, night I on know. the penalty kill. But you, it wasn't You're better off that. playing the Devils on the power play because yeah. they're terrible at it. Yeah. And, and not to spend too much time on the hit because I feel like this happens all the time with the NHL. The people will not talk about the game as much as a hit like that. But we didn't we didn't spend too much time on it earlier. The I, I don't know what Rempe is supposed to do oh, he's gonna in have to that figure it out. situation. You're right, because he's going to get suspended a million times. He's six foot seven, he's not six, on eight, skates. He's six, eight and a half. He said he's mislisted. He said, oh, I have really? six, eight and a half. I mean, so are you supposed to not hit him? He doesn't leave his feet. Right. He doesn't lift his elbow. elbow down. Actually, yep. looks like he tucks. But it's con- it, any head contact. Right. So to your point, G, he's, I'm, I, I listen, you, as a Ranger you fan, you I'm not going to... stick and put your arms yeah, up? Yeah, I don't know. He's going to have to figure it out. I know that was the Rangers' contention, but I mean, it, it happens fast, obviously, and it's a huge hit, and Bastion was not well, only bleeding from the nose, you could see he was but, a little disoriented there at first. Yeah. So Bastion's also, you know, got his head down, yes, yeah. too, he to lower the... the Perfect play. storm. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Yeah, well, look, I mean, when you come into the league and you're a sixth-round rookie and you're fighting Matt Martin in the stadium series game, I mean, he's, he's played, I think, like... About 10 minutes of ice time in these few games, and he's, he's had quite a few penalties already. So we'll see what happens if the league decides to, you know, have any further hearing or potential suspension on that. But the Rangers have won nine in a row now. Uh, not so much for the Islanders. They were shut out in St. Louis for nothing as, uh, the Blues would score three goals in like a half minute in the second period, including a couple from Pavel Buchnevich. He ended up with an empty netter in the third to make it a hat trick for nothing final in favor of St. Louis and a rough night for Patrick Waz squad. But he was uh, kind of okay with it. They kept playing regardless what was the score. And, and 
that I would say as a coach, I appreciate that. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a yes. work in progress. I think he's just trying to figure out how to get through his guys here uh, in the early going. David Stearns on Kodai Senga. Of course, the news coming out yesterday with the strain behind the right shoulder. So he's going to miss some time. Stern's telling you we were prepared for this. We knew we were not going to go through uh, a full season with just five or six starters. Um, and so here we are. Um, and, and we've got plenty of options. I'm looking forward to watching that competition in camp. Here Why do are. you suppose? I, I understand not wanting. I understand in a, in a certain way not wanting to go out and sign position players because you really do want to give the young guys a chance. And next year, the year you're going for, okay, fine. Why aren't you not sign a pitcher, though? And I don't mean the ones they've signed. Like, why would you not sign a Jordan Montgomery? Like, who would he be blocking by taking up a spot, especially in a position where you need depth more than ever because of injury in this game? Well, it can't be money. No, it's not. I mean, maybe one, maybe David Stearns doesn't like him as a pitcher. Right. That could be the biggest thing. And two is I don't know what the competitive offers are out there. They don't want to be locked into a longer even a five-year deal they don't want to be locked into it he might have offers having offers anywhere i mean the rangers everyone thought he was going back to texas and then the rangers come out and say yep we're good but it's also all the money that they're paying to the two guys that aren't here still too that have this luxury tax thing so i I don't I, i would have if they were going to compete this year and cared about competing this year they signed a pitcher they would sign a pitcher they they don't they want as much financial flexibility as possible, and they don't want to be locked into contracts down the road just to have short-term success in 24. So that, they that's were, your big answer. But they were going to give Yamamoto a fortune. Right, because he's 25 yeah, and, yeah. and supposed to be but the unknown. greatest pitcher on earth. Maybe. We'll see. We, we don't know that. Yeah, right, I know. But they, they did their scouting and believed it, just mm-hmm. like many other teams did. Just like I mean, Brian Cashman was all in. Stearns and Cohen were all in. The Dodgers were all in. Everybody was all Phillies, in. Phillies, I think, right? Yeah. They, come out, they made the biggest offer. Or was that for for Shohei? I forget now. I think it came out a couple days Yamamoto. ago. I think, I think it was, it was for Yamamoto. Yamamoto. They yep. offered the most money. Yep. But um, I've got some other stuff with uh, Hal. We'll, we'll tee that up next hour because there's, there's ties into that call from Tiki and Evan okay. I told you about. So we'll do that next hour just because you had uh, Fat Perez on. Yeah, you talking yeah. about qualifers and we talked about Charlie Woods Charlie yesterday. Woods, yeah, 86. Okay, huh? did you read some of the details of what went on on that golf course There were some strange people right. following around trying to grab. Yeah, so he's 16 <laughs> over. I was about to say gra- right. grab, his bull- grab his golf balls, right? Yeah, oh, there, it was yeah. more than that. Just So 16 over, he had a 12 on a par 4. So it didn't go well for wow. him. Wow. Right? All right? But when you start to read, and now this is part of being Tiger Woods' kid, and he's 15, and he's out there in this qualifier event, and you know, there's, I'm sure, not a big security presence at this golf course yesterday in Florida, and yeah, so people are right, exactly. Gio, Gio said going after his ball, and then you had people once they realized there were no ropes, they're basically like walking very close to him along the fairway, trying to trying to you know rub elbows with him essentially, and people are ignoring requests from tournament officials to stay on the card path. This is from the Palm Beach Post. There was a reporter that kind of followed the mm-hmm. round. And people were like, who are you, the fire marshal? They're like giving it back to the people that work there. Um, this one, Woods following increased to more than 50 fans as he headed for the back nine, including a grandmother who learned that he was competing, pulled her granddaughter out of school in hopes of Woods noticing her. That's one. And then the other one, after Woods left the 12th green, another fan approached him with a pen and a copy of Tiger's book, How I Play Golf, demanding that Charlie sign the book. So like... This 15-year-old kid's kid, yeah. trying to qualify for a PGA Tour event, and he's got all this nonsense going on, and all of a sudden you can understand where 
He shoots 16 over, didn't make a single birdie all day long. Yeah, I, I have to tell you that somebody should have seen this coming and there should have been more security there. Yeah. Either personal security for him or at the tournament. How you don't have the foresight for that. Once it me, becomes public, he's playing. Yes. I mean, Mike, how yeah. idiotic. He had his own two-man security detail, which included a, like a sheriff's deputy. But when that person went up to him about the book, an official said, hey, that's not allowed. The woman made a commotion and yelled, I live here. So oh people God. were feeling very entitled yesterday. With, well, that's uh, the world young, we live in. Young Charlie was, was Tiger there or no? He was not. His, mm -hmm. um, his Charlie's mother, Tiger's ex, was there. Got with it. Him. Elon so, Nordgren. Correct. All right. Yes. Thank you, CeeLo. Hi, Feel Good Friday on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Boomer and Geo coming to you live the Bill Ford Top Studio. I got to tell you, I, I don't get cravings a lot. Like where something pops up, like I got to have that. But when I do, I always bring it up on the show. Yeah. Do you remember the day I was craving a patty melt? Had to have a patty yes. melt. That was like a couple years ago. I stopped at a diner at a beautiful patty melt on rye and some Swiss cheese. I had this overwhelming craving for a smoothie. Now, I don't know why. Maybe I'm my glad body, you did. Maybe my body was craving fruit or whatever. I don't know why. I had this overwhelming uh, craving for a smoothie, but not like an added sugar smoothie. I'm not doing that. Not something with whipped cream on top. Just... just like a protein smoothie with some, with just fruit and some flax seeds in there. So I sent Izzo down to this place. He got this smoothie for us. Oh my lord! Did that hit the spot or what? Very good. I haven't did, finished mine yet, but very good. Did that hit the spot, man? I tell you, a nice healthy smoothie on a feel good Friday that turned me around. Someone was yelling at me on X saying, "Listen, why? It's a feel good Friday. Why are you bringing up this uh, this Luke Combs dead brother song?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, I mean, the reason." The reason I brought it up is because I felt duped, and I didn't want other people to be duped. I thought I was doing you a service, and 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 then kind of is a feel good Friday story because we found out that the brother is not dead. The brother never existed. I was going to say it's not all bad because there is no brother. There is no dead brother. But clearly, it affected CeeLo, too. Yes. It did. He said it's one of his favorite guys. Mm. And now he knows that he was being lied to. Now you got to go back and check out all the Luke Combs songs to see what else he's lying to you about. That is true. Phony. <laughs> so I want to take a look at the the Mets schedule. Okay. All right. So we know that opening day always is opening day. And people are going to go to opening day. It's going to be a sellout is a, is a thing, right? So that second home game. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that for a second. Okay. All right. So let's see exactly when it is. So, you go, God, they put the spring training games in here. Such a pain in my ass when I'm trying to look for the. All right, so March 28th is opening day. God, March 28th. All right, so this it's a little bit different because it's now a weekend. Because mm -hmm. generally you'd have like the Monday and the Tuesday, then the sure. Wednesday night. But you open up with the Brewers. Wait, opening day is a Friday? It's a Thursday, and then they have the oh, the off day, day just in case of the weather. Okay. Right. So, 110 Thursday, March 28th. Now, who are they opening with? The Brewers. It's the David Stern's revenge spot. Eh, okay. <laughs> so, then you've got Saturday, 140. Saturday, March 30th, mm -hmm. 140 is Saturday. Now, if this were a Wednesday night, I feel like you'd have nobody, nobody there. there. Yeah. But do you think that this... Yeah. You'll have a good crowd. For a Saturday at 140, I think so. Yeah, I do. Because now, it's a Saturday, because it's the first weekend... I would say so. Depending upon the weather. 30,000? Yeah. Think oh, yeah, 30,000? Yeah. I do. If you get, and now it's March, it could be 41 degrees. Mm. But if you get a 55 degree sunny March Saturday, hell yeah. 
But if you tell me it's 44 and partly cloudy, that number could be cut in half very quickly. That is true. There could be like a walk-up situation, yes. look ahead, forecast, what's going on. You know I love going, I really do, I love going to games. I hate going to games when it's cold. Yeah, not I, fun. See, but this is what I'm thinking, though. It's like, it's going to be, like, if, if that's a 45-degree day and cloudy. Yeah, no, no, then you're going to cut that going. number in half. Yes. Nobody's going. I agree. And if the opener is rained out, then you got a good Friday opener spot. Oh, really? Good yeah. Friday's on the uh, 29th of March yeah. this time? Okay. Wow. Yeah, they, you don't want that, do you? I mean, we put Boomer and Geo live on Good Friday, and we were heathens for that. Yes, we were. Man, that was a first. But they play on Easter, too, so. That is true. They do They, they do play, they play on Christmas. Everything. Yeah, yes. right. There's no sacred holiday anymore. No, there, there, no. no, there is not. I mean, if you have a full slate of... NFL games yeah. on Christmas that I think anything is possible. And get big ratings. Right. Oh, it's, by the way. Well, huge because everybody's home. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's the crowd you'd worry about more. It's supposed to be about family, G, not sitting in front of the TV watching football. Bull crap. Exactly. Bull crap is what I say. Yep. Yeah, but with the the way, it's a, if the Mets had a a feeling about them, like they did going into last year, that that 30th game would be sold out before we even knew about the weather. Maybe, yeah. Would have been sold. But this, like, I, I would love to know how many tickets are sold for that right now. Would love to. But know. if it's nice weather, they could get 40 at both Saturday and Sunday, even though Sunday is I, Easter. I agree with that. It depends on the weather. And but, how, how stupid is it? Why, why not play in Milwaukee where there's a dome? I know. Well, it's I, stupid. I know. It's, 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 well, I guess one of the two teams has to be home, right, with the Mets and Yankees. That's the way they do it. So usually, stupid. although they do play on the road and at home, you know, both of well, them. How about just time. let's not start in March? Yeah. I mean, push the season back a little bit you, longer. But you want an indicator. You're going to look at the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday games against Detroit all night games. Well, nobody's going to that. That's the second series of the season. Correct. There's no oh. way you won't see anybody at those games. Oh. But I think these, I think these weekend games are are dicey too for the first time ever. I, I think, think they they're going to be all right. Bad weather, though? I mean, but, not even bad. Nah, bad. 40s, Cold. cloudy? Uh, I still, 40s, I think you, still you, you'll get like 25, 28,000. Is any Met fan right now thinking, I got to get to City Field on opening weekend Alan other than opening day? We're not. Yeah. Or all season, for that matter. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> or potentially ever again. Right. But I mean, who's the Met fan that you know is like, I got to get in there, man, on that Saturday to see the Brewers March 30th? What? It's so silly. I'm trying to see what I find on the map in terms of what's sold out. The Pepsi Port, what do we call it? You, the can, Pepsi you can buy Port? a spot in the rotation, actually. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. There are sections that are completely sold out, but boy, there's a lot that's available. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's for the Saturday, not for opening day. Not obviously. for opening day. We know right. that. Exactly. Uh, let's go to Chris and Cranford. What's going on, Chris? What's up, guys? No. So, yeah, so yesterday, I was so upset with the Mets. I, I, I mean, being a Mets-Jets fan, like, when does it stop? Like, when does Never. it stop? So, yeah, I know. So, um, as I'm so upset yesterday, I actually, the phone rings, and it's Mets ticket sales. I can't, I can't believe you it. You gotta so be. I, they I they were trying tonight. to sell tickets yesterday, of all days? They called me, because I, I had bought tickets in the past. I'm a season, I'm a plant yeah. owner. Right, and I I decided not to do it this year because 
I mean, they're blatantly telling me that the product's not going to be that good. I know there's some players there, but I got other things I want to spend my money on. I just bought all new drivers, driver three wood. I'll spend my money on golf. I'm not going to spend my money on that. I told her. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's players out there that they could get right now, and they're not doing it. And that's what Jerry just got me fired up when he said that. But, like, there's players out there that can help this team right now. They're refusing to do it. And they're also not signing Pete. So I told her, I was like, hashtag this, no Pete, no seat. So, <laughs> Good for you. I like it. I like it. Right? No Pete, no seat. And... I'm, I'm going to tell you this, and this is the funny part. And I know it wasn't the girl's fault, so I felt bad. I was just joking with her. But I was like, I felt that, you know, it's like a man and a woman getting together. And the woman is the fan, and Steve Cohen is the man. And they meet, and they're all excited. And then they hop into bed. And after, like, one minute, the fan, the woman's like, that's it? Like, <laughs> so, that's, so that's how I feel about Steve Cohen. Like, it was a big pop. <laughs> And then he's just like a two-pump chump, and he's not like getting his job done. Chris, I, Chris, I, I promise you, it will get better. It will. It definitely will. Oh, he tried man. it. He tried it one way. It failed. I mean, they did win 101 games a couple of years ago, but then you know what happened in the postseason. It failed badly last year by spending a lot of money on aging pitchers. And he's taking a step back, and he's going to try and do it a different way. I don't think Steve Cohen's been this successful in life by being dumb. I really don't. And I do think he'll no. figure this out. Yeah, Chris, and, and thanks for the call, man. And I, 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 there's are things about Steve Cohen's tenure that Met fans don't want to hear right now. But it is a fact: is that whole development situation that he is doing mm-hmm. over there is going to benefit the Met fan oh and your kids and your grand for years and years. Transform the whole area, which is huge. It's something that was not going to happen under the Will Ponds. Never even thought about under the Will Ponds. So that you you got to think about that. And as far as this season goes, yes, they're clearly punting on the season, but he he's trying to listen to David Stern to build sustainable success for this organization through the farm system and all all of that stuff. But yeah, I I do agree. And I like the not so much the two pump chump thing, but me and KFC yesterday were talking about the uh Love is Blind show and this woman when they're when they haven't seen each other says she looks like Megan Fox. Oh, we talked about that on Wednesday. Right. And yeah. then she comes out and she looks more like Adele than Megan Fox. <laughs> and the guy like says in the confessional interviews, like, she definitely lied to me. She does <laughs> not look like Megan Fox. A little bit more of an opinion of herself. Yeah. But that like Steve Cohen, he he still has the money. He still will invest it. Yes, he will. It's, He's definitely going to. It's just that Let me ask you this question. Be honest. Let's say we're sitting here, we're approaching the trade deadline, and the Mets are Two games out of a fight. I don't know what the record is, but let's say they're over 500. I don't want to say they're bad and they're, you know, we're reaching. Let's say they're over 500, they're overachieving, and they're a couple of games out of a playoff spot. Do you think they're going, that's why I call it a drop kick, not a punt. Do you think they're just going to say, no, we're doing fine? Or do you think they're going to go out and make a move or two? No, they, they will. And, and because generally the guys that you get during those deals are walkier guys. Mm-hmm. So they will not have to make a big commitment. But here's one thing that you will not see is you have to trade prospects in those situations generally to get good players. Steve Cohen in the past has taken money on instead of the prospects, but you will not see them part with anybody of significance. Nor should they. At the trade deadline. But we say nor should they, but how many times are you going to value prospects and they turn out to be turds? Well, over and over and over again. It depends on the prospects you're talking about. If you're talking about the top four or five, the ones they just got in these deals, 
then I agree. I mean, you you traded for them, and they have supposedly this huge upside. But if you're talking about that middling prospect that eh, may turn out to be some, you give up whatever you have to give up. And you're also talking about guys for half a year. That's another thing, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the whole, like, you know, uh, prospects and, and hanging on to these guys, and you got to keep them. And then you got a guy, Pete Alonzo, who's homegrown, could be the best offensive player by the end of his career that the Mets have ever had when he's a homegrown guy, and then he's not even signed. And they haven't, it's like, it's incredible. On the other side of the coin, could be shipped out if they're yeah. not near a playoff spot. And, th- and that would be, I mean, Oh, it's, they're playing with fire. That would be that would be the right thing to do if they're totally out of it. I agree. If they are totally as out of it, as much as the, the fan base will be upset. In the road to nowhere, there's no point in keeping him because then you could go back and get him again if you wanted to do that. And he probably would not come. But it's he gets if he was having a good season and they were terrible and they traded him, that would be the end of the Pete Alonso Mets relationship, in my opinion. I don't think you'd see him again because I don't. What I don't think you're going to see from David Stearns. I don't think he's going to give guys in their 30s big, long contracts. Mm-hmm. And he's, what, 31 this year, right? Yeah. He turns 31. I mean, and you, I mean, look at what's going on in the sport. You've got media days. You've got the guy's balls out <laughs> in the pictures. But, I mean, it's spring training. There's, there's, there's Cactus League and Grapefruit League games going on. And you still have pitchers. That were after Yamamoto, like the guys to yeah. go and get. And Blake Snell won a Cy Young, for God's sakes. Two of them, right? And it is, or no. It, yeah, one in Tampa and one in San right. Diego. Yeah, And then Jordan Montgomery that are still not signed. Now, a lot will tell you that's because of the agent. Okay, but... They're agents holding hard, out. Hard, hard-ass agents have been around for a long yeah, time. Yeah, no, no, no. But Ten years ago... A guy uh, with back-to-back Cy Young, or not back-to-back, two Cy Youngs on his resume coming off a Cy Young year would not mm. be hanging around in spring training. Yeah, I feel like... Yeah. Ten I feel years like ago? Snell's, those guys were just signed in a heartbeat. I know, he, I know he won the Cy Young. I get it. Does Blake Snell, like... I don't know. No, I, it's... Like, Blake Snell to me is not an ace pitcher. I know he won the Cy Young. I get it. He's a five-inning, 100-pitch pitcher that walks the ballpark. I wouldn't want to spend big money on him either. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't. It, it's not like, yeah. I, so that side of the coin, I do understand, as far as, like, it's not that a teams don't want him. They just don't want him at that price. Correct. But and you've got an agent who's holding out for top dollar until a team gets desperate or until the pitcher gets desperate. But would you ever see the equivalent of that in the NBA or NFL happening? Because um, we see guys like this all Probably the t- not. It's right. more a baseball thing. But to the point of Yamamoto won the equivalent of the Cy Young, and he got a fortune. Snell just won the actual Cy Young, and he's a five-inning pitcher. Yeah, and how old is he now? He's got to be around 30. If he was with Tampa forever. Yeah, he's actually, I would say older than that. He might be. I would say at least 30. 31. Okay. He turned 31 in, in you December. Wanna, you want to give him, he's already a five-inning pitcher. Who walks a lot of guys. Yeah. Means he's throwing a lot of pitches. You want to give him a contract into his mid to late thirties? No chance. He don't want to get no Rona too, by the way. <laughs> yes, that, that is, is true. One of those things. It's it's it, he's an interesting case because I like, all right, how about this? If Garrett Cole's a free agent, he just won the Cy Young, you think he'd be sitting around or he'd no. have a monster deal? He'd have a monster deal. It's a different pitcher. True. He would. Not the same monster deal that he got a few years ago, but it, it would no, be but a monster be, I bet deal. you'd be close. Yeah. 
Uh, Sam and Trenton, what's going on, Sam? What's up, Jared? What's up, Gio? Hey, hey man. So before, before I rip Evan, real quick, I, it's cheaper to, for me to in Central Jersey to fly to my condo in Florida and drive to Miami than go to a Mets game. I know that, I, I, Sam. You're not you're not even joking with that. Like you literally nope, could nope. fly to Florida, go to a Marlins game, and fly back the next day, and it might be nope. right around the same price. Exactly, it's definitely cheaper. Yep. And as far as Evan, as much as we bash him, he's actually smarter than all of us because I don't know about you, and gee, I know you. You don't want your in-laws living with you, no. and so he gets the ultimate sports hall pass because he gets to go to every ticket, every game, every season tickets everywhere. And he took in his wife's parents, so his wife can never bust his balls. About, <laughs> oh, you're going here, you're going there. Yeah. Your family, your whole family lives with. So yeah, the chef. He gets the freaking babysitter. He yeah. get, oh, he gets date nights. I have the two-year-old right here that I'm watching today. I haven't had a date night in two years. And yeah. and yeah. he gets to go at every sporting event all because he's got that hall pass because he doesn't have... Why would he cook? If you have a chef living in your house, would you cook? <laughs> that is, you know, that is a great point. He's smarter than all of us. But is that... Uh, I don't... He might have stepped in it. I don't know if he's smarter than all of us. It could have been like a pushover spot, Sam, where he ended up. It ended up being genius. But a, pack, like, a package deal with him and his in-laws, right? Like sort and of like, listen, she's she just foisted that upon him. Like I'm not, like I'm not going to live with you or get married with you unless my in-laws get to live in the house. And all of a sudden, he was like, you know what? This isn't so bad. This is perfect. I can do whatever I want. It could have been one of those things, you know. I don't think she's not a mail order, a mail order bride or anything. No, no, no. no. You know, kind of. It kind of has that. It kind of has that feeling. That he has to do what he wants. No, no, Evan's got uh, it, it very funny, Sam, and Evan, Evan's got a great family and an awesome situation. Mm. We're obviously having fun because it is. It is to hear <laughs> the in-laws are living with you, both of them in the house. Is like wow. Yeah. That's that's abnormal. Also shows you got a nice big house. True, and Sam is is right that you know as you said, I haven't had a date night in two years. He he's the same. That's what he's saying. And luckily, we do have babysitters around, including my mother-in-law, who who is then you know down the block. You know, when my parents will come occasionally. My mother-in-law does most of the babysitting, and there's also uh, the girls across the street who are teenagers who go to Sable High School that are great. That I talked about earlier in the week to come over and babysit. So we do have a lot of people around, but those who don't, it's tough, very tough. It is. If you want to get out with your wife. Mm-hmm. And you and and then also the cost of it too. Yes, I mean sure. it's not to you, pay you gotta, a babysitter a lot of money. Yeah, and if you're doing that every week, that's another. It's like a monthly payment just to go out to dinner, which costs money. So the theme is Evan's smarter than all of us. In this regard, I mean, no matter how he got there, it seems like it, doesn't it? Because he has kept his season tickets for the Mets, he has kept his season tickets for the Nets, and he is now a season ticket holder for the Knicks. Yeah, and he sells a lot of those. Which is smart. He does, but business. Business. Yep. Business is booming That's for right. Evan Roberts, huh? That's right. Business is booming. Uh, all right. Uh, it is Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network on this Feel Good Friday. Let me tell you. Do my little boot thing. So I'll give a hoot what you do, say, girl. I I'll be shooting that shot like 2K, girl. I know. Tell him I'm telling my next. Oh, yeah. Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tough studio on the fan and CBS Sports. And now we're on this Bill Good Friday. Yes, it is. My uh, favorite part of the week is like the, uh, I mentioned this the other day, that like, 
3 p.m. happy hour. You know, you, you, we have a great work week. We've had a great work week. You meet a couple friends that they get out of work early. And it's the 3 o'clock and you hang for like two hours. And then you get to go home at that point and you're still with your family on a Friday night. So it's not like you're gone the entire night. Mm. Just that that sip of that first drink at 3 o'clock on a Friday going, I did it. I made it through a February work week and I feel great about myself. What's that like? <laughs> this is why you got to become a YouTube golfer, man. And drop this nonsense. Drop oh it. God. Yeah, you've had. I mean, you must have had it. That Dude, experience. I can't remember the last time I went to a bar happy hour at three o'clock with some. I'm not knocking you. It sounds wonderful. What about today? Uh, what about today? Could you do it today? I suppose I could. I don't know who I'd go with. That sounds terrible. Yeah. You don't have yeah. any friends. Make new friends. Make new friends. Yeah. You don't have any friends. I have friends, but I mean. I don't know that they're just ready to go to the bar at 3 o'clock on Friday. I guarantee you throw it I've out there. There'll one, be some guys either no, work from I've got, home. Or, I've got one that I, I could do that with. But I've got, you know, obligations at home. As I know you do as well. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's why this is good. You get right. just a couple hours. Yeah. Just give me a couple hours mm-hmm. and you're back and the whole thing. You know, me, and my, we, me and my two sons, we play golf every Friday once the weather is good. The Friday beers. Friday at the beer. turn. 9 to 10. One. That's it. That's another See, that one. That sounds more appealing to me than sitting sitting at the bar. Get me on the golf course yeah. and a beer. Well, of course, but it's February. Yeah, I get and it. And if it was a nice day in the summer, I'd be doing yeah. that too. But it's February. Well, yeah. I mean, Jerry gave you the chance earlier to go to Arizona, play golf, and just never be yeah, able but, to get it up again. Right. But, <laughs> yeah, Tierney asked me that too. He's like, he's like, give me the details on this again. <laughs> he circled that. He wanted yeah. to check in on that. And he's he goes, contemplating it. He goes, are you telling me you can't have sex or you don't get an erection? I mean. And I'm like, it was the, the deal was no no erection. He's like, oh, no, 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 I'm like, no I don't. chance. <laughs> so what you're saying is your interpretation reading between the lines there was if you had answered the opposite, that he might have been on board with it. He would have thought more about it if. You it said was, you can't have sex. Right. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. He's like, can you do this? And I'm like, no, no, no. You can't. You can't even. You don't even okay. have the opportunity. Got to. it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the hypothetical. Great conversation. Get up! <laughs> <laughs> Talking to himself, apparently. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the, the image of that is What's the matter with you? Get your act together! <laughs> Figure it out! <laughs> it is go time! <laughs> You're gonna have to attack the bush. <laughs> oh, oh my god. god. Can't up the gate gap. Oh Work perfectly. Work perfectly for Tierney yelling at his own penis. Oh, man. (laughs) Anyway, he's. Don't want him yelling, get up. Get up! (laughs) That is incredible. (laughs) You're over there looking down. But he he was with me. He said no. He would he would have done the same thing I would have done. The Arizona trip. No. I like that he needed more. He wanted to clarify. I need yeah. need some more in, information here before I make my decision. <laughs> Run that by me one more time. Oh, oh my god. god! You have any interest in like flying to Arizona just for a weekend? Yeah. Hell yeah! Right now, mm-hmm. I would. That I would do today if I was allowed to. I've done that for You're Vegas. Allowed to. What does you that know mean? what I mean? I, with those fights that they'd send me out for, I would um, I would go. You know, back and yeah. back and forth just for a weekend. I'd fly out right after the show on Friday, and then Sunday morning, five a.m. flight, Ooh, Vegas. That sounds very miserable. appealing. 
But you have to get home at a certain... You no, can't, if you're going to work Monday, you can't take a later flight. So you just power through. You hopefully sleep on the plane. I guess the 5 in because you just... You're, you know, Saturday night bleeds into Sunday, and then you just go right to the airport instead of Basically. trying to take a nap. And you yeah. sleep on the plane, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. That's not bad. So there was one... I mean, I guess usually we'd get in... It wasn't so late, because the fights would happen earlier out there. Yeah. You'd go out for a little bit, and you'd sleep, and that was fine. I can't, The all-nighter thing is impossible. It just absolutely could not do that. You don't. I, I don't even think you could do that anymore. I could do it. You could in a pin, in a pinch spot like in a, that. In a oh pinch. yeah, for sure. I mean, dude, some of these work days. I mean, I'm, I'm not really sleeping for upwards of twenty hours, yeah. so it's not that far off from an all nighter. You know, what would be a good one is like uh like the Bahamas or Bermuda. Like if there's a mm-hmm. for a weekend short flight, ba ba boom, yeah, right there. Bermuda is what an hour and a half. Yeah, I don't know how warm it is there right now. It actually it's, might. Have, Colder than the Bahamas, much colder yeah. than the Bahamas. Yeah. But like in and out for a weekend there, one day, take a Monday or a Friday, maybe something like that. Yeah, I would do it. Why are you thinking about doing that? Arizona for a weekend? Uh, no, not necessarily Arizona, but I could see Florida for a, a quick boom, boom. Yeah. It's 62 in Bermuda right now. Is it really? All 60s looking ahead here. Well, and isn't their weather very much like South Carolina? So like the Carolinas are in the 60s, Bermuda's pretty much in the 60s or warmer, I would think. Yeah, it's... East right? of the Carolinas. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. All right, CeeLo. What about Aruba? Was it Aruba right now? 85 and sunny. It and, might be. And windy. Mm. Might be. Windy, I'm sure. No. I don't know if that's a good one. But that's closer to the, it's pretty consistent because it's very close to the equator. I'm going to play uh, O's the Mentalist right now. Okay. Oh, boy. All right. Ready? I'm going to write something down on a piece of paper. Okay. I do have the weather. Do you, are you going to guess the weather? No, no, no. I wasn't going to guess the weather, but it's probably in the 80s, right? 83. I'm going to guess something that is. Is even more so going to be impressive. I'm going to read Al's mind here. All right, ready? I wrote. Yeah. Some, I wrote something down. All right. Yeah. I'm going to hand this to Jerry. All right, Al. When I say Aruba, what's the first thing you think of? Uh, Natalie Holloway. Turn it around. Natalie Holloway. Natalie Holloway. Wow. <laughs> Natalie Holloway. That's well done. Yep. Owes the mentalist. You ain't got nothing on me. I need that back. That's a read, oh, by right. the way. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, pretty good, huh? CeeLo brought to you by Natalie Holloway. Yes. yes. Did I, did I, do you I did. know Al? Do I not know no, Al? You sure yes, do. you do. Yes, you do. I, for me, I was like, why does that make sense? I had no idea. Uh, also right on. <laughs> right. And for right me, on brand. It, it, Beach Boys. That's the. That's what I thought you were going to go the for. The Beach Boys. Oh, the song. That's the opening yeah. line. Kokomo. Oh, Aruba, yeah, yeah. Jamaica. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Kokomo. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like Kokomo. Actually, go back and forth on it. I'm with you. Like there's. Back and forth. <laughs> I mean, the early Beach Boys stuff. I love. Oh, tremendous. I mean, Un- like unbeatable. Yeah, unbeatable. Even like Pets, Un- Pets sounds. Yeah, it's great. Like even Help Me Rhonda. There's like a chord change in Help Me Rhonda. And I'm just like, oh man, that's just so good. Like <laughs> so silly that sounds. Little Surfer Girl. Yeah. Um, wouldn't it be nice? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, my great favorite. Song. Yeah, great. Sloop John B. Yeah, all these are just classics. And then Kokomo, they come back. Not everybody's there, right? It's just it was the eighties. They were older, eighties or nineties. Was that eighties? Eighties. Yeah. Uh, all right, CeeLo, what uh, what the hell's going on? Brought huh? to you by the Farmer's Dog, fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. Also brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. Let me hit this house Steinbrenner sound here. Here he was uh, on the current roster and the potential for further additions when he met the media yesterday in Tampa. I think we have a championship-caliber team right now, but we haven't stopped looking to improve, and we never will. I mean, 
you know, we're able to do whatever we're able to do all the way up to the trade deadline. So right off of that, one reporter jumped in immediately and presented him with the specific name that has been rumored for a while now. So what's your feeling about uh, Snell? I'm not going to get into free agents. I'm just going to tell you that we continue to look at a lot of different options. And, you know, given where we are payroll-wise, any addition to the club is going to be a costly one. Because of the luxury tax, we've outlined all of that. However... But I'm still willing to consider anything that comes my way, anything Cash and his team brings my way. I'll leave it at that. But we are not done trying to improve this team. All right, so back to the Snell thing. This seems to have uh, regained momentum in recent days, perhaps for a variety of reasons. But this guy, Andy... Put out a tweet or a post on X, whatever you want to call it. Recently, it gained some traction and took off to the point where I heard it discussed on multiple shows on the radio station mm-hmm. over the course of the last, I don't know, let's call it 36 hours or so. So he calls into Evan and Tiki yesterday to set the record straight. I tweeted something to the effect of I'm hearing that there's uh, you know momentum between Blake Snell and the Yankees on a five-year contract with the following stipulations. And I listed three things that listen, I made it up out of my head, but it's three things that <laughs> I think would be I think would be reasonable kind of guidelines to a contract. And as he tried to lay out those stipulations for this, right, this guy, by the way, he tweeted me earlier. Yeah, he's this, tweeting all of us. This morning. Like his his You're, Twitter uh, avatar well, that's oh, part of oh, the oh, audio. God, sorry, I didn't know. Yes, I we're didn't getting know that. to that. I didn't know. Go ahead. So he even as he was trying to run back what he wrote in the t- he couldn't even remember off the top of his head but it was believable enough to p- for people to run with it which got tiki wondering andy does your twitter account have a blue check mark tiki i had 30 followers on x when i tweeted that get out of here it's amazing now i've got 75 now i've got about 75 so, i love it i listen, love it <laughs> my my profile photo on there is beetlejuice from the howard stern show anybody who even took five seconds to examine the credibility of that report would have been sorely, sorely. Oh, that's you amazing. Know, wow. Go ahead, Jerry. All right, so I wasn't around the last couple yeah, of Yeah, You're telling me that people ran with... Some what, did. This guy... There is another, there is another element that Gio uh, referenced earlier, and in this last clip, you'll hear that. So I think it's the combination of the two. So this huh. one's a little bit longer. I'll play this, and then we can discuss. The fact that we got, you know, the guys from John Boy, the guys from Barstool, mm. Andy Martino, Brian Hoke, so I'll go on record within four hours. And then not to mention Brendan Cuddy asking Hal Steinbrenner about it today in the press of <laughs> So you're claiming, you're claiming this now, Andy, huh? I'm absolutely claiming. I'm claiming sole responsibility. I believe, my, my, I believe, Andy, that you did that. And I believe that it got a lot of traction. So I'm with you on that. Right. But someone earlier called in and said this Marty Mush of Barstool knows the Snell family. Yes. And has indications that Snow wants to be here and that's they're working not, out no, minor no, details. No, that's unconfirmed. Like, we have no idea if that's true or not. Of course we have we, no if idea. If we had Marty back, we could ask him. So whether you like the Andy side of it or the Marty the Mush that's side of it, either way, I mean, you just think about those two names and the backstories of all that. And this is where we're at in sports media today. This just shows you how bad Bob Nightingale is. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that the... Uh, <laughs> like stuff like this can happen because get credible guys in the MLB space, offseason space, suck so bad. <laughs> like John Heyman, Arson Judge of the Giants, Bob Nightingale's been made so many millions of mistakes that stuff like this can run rampant because the guys who actually do it well are terrible at it. I just would love to know what this guy had that made them listen to him uh, as opposed to again, the other I think nine main people. combination plus we also have to acknowledge Beer. the Snell name has been connected to the Yankees for a while now no, they've I, I made the contract that. offer 
So it's like all of a sudden there's some more smoke. They circle back. You only get to talk to Hal so often. You kind of have the perfect storm. But mm. kind of funny that he called and on the air said, yeah, I made that up. So <laughs> A Beetlejuice avatar. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Exactly. With 30 followers. Awesome. Wow. Uh, we've touched on the Knicks a lot this morning. They did come back from the All-Star break and take care of the Sixers last night in Philadelphia. 110-96 as you had uh, Bogey Bogdanovich back from injury. He played a big role. Six for six from three. Team I, 22 points off the bench as Tom Thibodeau's team took care of business. We got some good performances in the first half from our bench. Bogey came in, gave us a big lift. I thought Josh was terrific uh, start to finish. Dante hit some very timely threes. Uh, Precious was terrific. Right on down the line, double-doubles for both Josh Hart and Precious Achua. And you mentioned Dante DiVincenzo. He had four threes. Jalen Brunson, 11 for 11 from the free throw line. 21 points to go along with 12 assists as the Knicks snap their four-game skid. They're back home to host the Celtics tomorrow night at the Garden. The Nets in Kevin Ollie's debut as interim head coach. It did not go well. It was a bloodbath up in Toronto as the Raptors beat them up 121-93. At Prudential Center, Rangers had to kill off an early five-minute major. The rookie Matt Rempe kicked out of the points game. points on that here yeah. while this is in my head of course. for a second. This is something that happens a lot, but it's happened a few times today. So the, 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 the CBS Sports Network monitor is just like a... This is not anybody's fault, just the way the digital thing. It's just like a tick behind. Okay. So when we're, like, we're on there for like a second without us knowing it before we know we're on there. So you see the transition from like the graphic to us mm-hmm. and what we were looking at, like the graphic. And Jerry and I have had some of the ugliest faces <laughs> possible <laughs> looking at these graphics when they've come back to us. And it's like you're doing kind of like a squint, like <laughs> trying to read the thing. And then like my face is like up here and I'm like smashing the fat into my face. Oh. And then it comes back and then we're like, we snap back because we see ourselves. And we're like, oh God, that's not... That don't look good. Not that what doesn't you want. look good. That's happened a couple of times now. Oh, that's funny. So anyway, I don't know Timing if in life, G. That. Timing yeah. in life. An excellent observation. Rangers uh, <laughs> killed off that early five-minute power play for the Devils and cruised from there. There's two on nine remaining in the period. Rangers leading one to nothing. And again, I said it a little while ago. Right now. Oh, give Sam Rosen, first of two on the night for Lafreniere. The giveaway there from Luke Hughes. Rangers built a 5 nothing lead before Jack Hughes finally ended the shutout bid for Igor Shosturkin. 5-1 final at the Rock. Ninth straight win for the Rangers. 39 saves for Shosturkin, who is 5-0 in the month of February here. Rangers are rolling. We did play this uh, early this morning. Play one more time over on Devils Radio. Rough night, obviously. Yeah. And it got to a point where Chico Rush had just about enough of all the loud Ranger fans in the building. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Fans here, let's go, Rangers. I am sorry. Do it in your own building, not in our building. Yeah. Well, shut the f up. <laughs> you dead <laughs> devil fan. Wow. <laughs> 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 oh man, boomer from the top rope. Yeah, that's awesome. That was the second boomer in Geo Live, correct? No, it was the first one. First one because he was already in the bag. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you couldn't tell. <laughs> well, it's a little more well behaved at the second one. Slightly, little, yeah. No, yeah. he took it right to the line. I was worried there for a second. Uh, the more other, control. The second one. Y- yes, yes, but there was a point where I was I was concerned. Here we go again in the second one. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, without a doubt. Al saw it. I was talking to Al. I was talking to Spike about it. I was like, there is a, there is a point. And I was so mad at my wife because we go down there and Boomer and I just say hello to people. 
So my wife and friends are they're coming from dinner, and they're like, like, come on, let's go do a shot. And then I said to Gina, I'm like, no, no, no. I was like, I, I've had enough. I'm, he's had enough. So she goes, oh, so you don't want me to have a shot? I was like, yeah, don't let him drink anymore. So then he's hanging out, taking pictures. So I scurry back upstairs. Boomer walks in. He's like, hey, Jill, me and your wife just did a shot together. And I was like, ah! She's like, what was I supposed to do? He was here. Yeah. That's awesome. I want to shut out in St. Louis for yeah, nothing. Funny part, yeah, thing about that. So then he brings Gina up to the green room. Olivero's never met my wife oh in person. He thinks that Boomer just grabs some <laughs> random woman to bring into the green room. So he's like all like flush red and like, ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, no, 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 it's my wife. He's like, oh, my God. Okay, I'm <laughs> Thank so sorry. God. <laughs> yeah, it was something else. That's excellent. All right, the Islanders love. You look like See you alone. I don't remember that That was the That was the sweatsuit. Yeah, let me hear it again. You look like See you <laughs> My name Sing trailing off. He's like, yeah, drifting off into a nap. <laughs> that sounded like a drunk CeeLo trail off. Yes. That's what it was. That's exactly what it was. Oh, my God. 100%. And that was before you dumped the uh, Hidden Valley Ranch on Schwartz. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, let's do moment of the day. It's brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. <laughs> No, we had a couple of them in this segment alone, but uh, much earlier, listen, new MLB uniforms from Fanatics talk of the league right now, players, fans, and Geo as well. And today's open right out of the gate. Baseball is in a in a, a miserable place for me. I know this is a thing on on uh, social media, but this is this is really a problem uh, with optics for a league that's trying to be taken seriously. When you've got players ball sacks protruding through <laughs> their uniforms all over the league. I'm, and I am not exaggerating. I know. I know. These I know. pants are so see-through <laughs> that you are seeing penis and balls everywhere in Major League Baseball. Everywhere! It's photo day and you see these guys ball sacks through their pants! Maybe that's a good thing for awareness of the sport. Well, I saw I saw a, a meme. It was like John Hamm in the in the show Mad Men, and it was like baseball ratings are down. It's like let's show their dongs. <laughs> like, that's basically what they're doing. What an embarrassment! So there's been some backlash, but maybe it's part of a deeper plan. You know, that's what I was saying. Deep throat MLB trying to get get through to people. <laughs> Yeah, this is not the way to do it. I would agree. Not the way to do it. All right, CeeLo, we will see you when? Uh, Mar got Soon. Some March. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. A couple weeks. Find a friend out there <laughs> and have yourself <laughs> a friend. So Find a friend. Yeah. I have friends. I just don't make time for it. We'll do it. Things. Tell your wife I, I haven't had uh, a three o'clock happy hour you'll, in a very long time. You'll love this because it's also very on brand. My wife just getting over a stomach bug, which oh, my, my son God. had prior to that. Great. So it's always something, bro. Great. I'm fine. You sure? Right you now. look like Hi, <laughs> 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 right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. This is something we have talked about in the past when our buddy Peter Schwartz is in. That he has a son, a long snapping son, who's uh, going to college. And he has, he's going to play college football. And Bradley is getting to that point now where he's going to make a commitment to a school. So I said, Peter, 
you because you've seen all these these high level high school players like on ESPN or maybe like the local CBS or NBC affiliate. You know, they'll put four hats in front of them, be like Florida State, Florida, Alabama, Colorado. And then live on TV, they pick up the hat, they put it on, or they put on the jersey around their family members, and everybody cheers, and, you know, I'm taking my talents or wherever. So I said, we could have a situation here, if we, if we do this right, we could, this could be the first ever long snapper college commitment ever televised. That's never happened before. Have you ever seen in your life a long snapper no. make a college commitment on television? No. So I throw this out to Peter. I said, Peter, do you think Bradley would like to do that? And he's like, I don't know. I think we're going to try. We're going to announce it at a, at a party and we're going to celebrate. I said, you're turning down the opportunity to do this on live on TV. But then Bradley was smarter than his father. He goes, no, I'm doing this. We are doing this. So next week, Thursday... I believe 745 is what's good for the Schwartzes. They're going to make the announcement. He's down to four teams. And what's great about this is there's USA Today has a like section where it covers the local teams, college teams. So Rutgers Wire, which is a USA Today property. It's like RutgersWire.USAToday.com. Wrote an entire article on this. So USA Today, Long Island long snapper Bradley Schwartz. Set to make college commitment live on WFAN. Long Island long snapper Bradley Schwartz set to make his college commitment on the Boomer and Geo show. Schwartz is a class of 2024 recruit. He will make his decision from a final four that includes Western Connecticut, Pace, Long Island University, and Wagner. Schwartz is a four-star recruit, according to Rubio Long Snapping. Following a camp in late 2022, the assessment on Schwartz read in part, he has a smooth delivery, throws a consistent, clean, catchable ball. Bradley does a nice job using his entire body throughout the snap. His great elbow drive, eyes, and butt drive are contributing factors to his consistency. So we are going to make history. Nice. Here on WFAN and CBS. Did you Sports have good Network. butt drive when you were a lineman in high school? No, I was terrible. I did not play. But you well. played, though. I played. Like, you weren't just on the team. You played. Oh, I played. Yeah. I played more my junior year than my senior year. What, injured? No. Oh. I don't know why. Actually, I do know why. Because our, our seniors that year were, like, they, they kind of fell out of favor with the coaching mm. staff. So, like, the so younger, younger? younger guys yeah. came in and took over. And then I did, then I lost my job. <laughs> That's emasculating as a senior. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> but then I didn't really care so much. Yeah, no, now I guess. Now I care. Now I care. Now All you wish you would have worked harder. I was like, yeah, I wish I would have worked mm-hmm. harder. Oh, well, yeah. great. So you're going to make history next week. That's make history. The four, I, like, I want, and I want, uh, hopefully, you know, Peter and, and uh, his wife will be behind him. And, like, they'll do, we'll do the whole thing, put the hat on, and celebrate. And apparently he hasn't told even his parents who it's going to be. So oh, really? we'll have we'll have all the coaching staff watching. Very nice. Live on TV and on the radio. Which hat is he going to pick up and put on? You have any idea? I don't. You have a guess. Uh, my guess would be LIU. That would be mine. Long Island University. I'm a Blackbird. No, it's they're now the Sharks. Snapper. When did that happen? Uh, a couple years ago, they rebranded. Oh, okay. yeah, they're, they're the Sharks, and they have the uh, Chargers, the LA Chargers colors. Snapperhead. So I saw, <laughs> I saw uh, him in that uniform, and it looked okay. clean. And I know Western Connecticut rolled out the red carpet for him as well. But my guess is that. 
will stay on Long Island. He looks, and I don't have any inside knowledge. That's just my guess. So is this going to be like every year? Next year we'll have someone from the area that will no, declare. No, no, no. I, I think mean, we, if there's another, we should make this every thir- what's the day? Thursday uh, was it March first, March second, something like that. March I think 3rd. it's like the is it the leap day? It might be leap day. So February twenty. No, oh, that's going to be a tough. Day. It's going to be leap day. Hmm. All right, but I mean, if we had another song, like when if the, if radio still exists when Colton Tierney makes his decision on where he goes. Then we'll do it here as well. Mm. I think it's the son of an employee. Not That's just, it. We're not bringing someone local in every year. Nah, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, we could. You, that'd be a nice little local. That'd be a nice a little thing. thing for the community, right? Like the Boomer and Geo reveal party. Right. The top recruit. Mm-hmm. Maybe in New Jersey or in New York or yeah. something like that. Make the decision. Mm-hmm. Give them the opportunity to do this. It's not bad. It's not bad. But the like just seeing, because you see these, the, the visual of what you normally see. Like, you know, like a, a six foot four wide receiver. Yes. Going to Alabama. And then the Schwartz is in here <laughs> with the hats in front of him. That's going to be great. And Bradley's going to be king of the castle. I'll predict Wagner. Ah, uh, I think that's the long shot. Oh. that's the, I believe that is the long shot. You have information. Uh, I have information on how the visits went. Uh-huh. I don't have information on what he's going to pick. All right. I believe that Western Connecticut and LIU are the favorites. And what was the third? What was the fourth one? Wagner and who? Uh, it's it, oh, only oh, says Western Connecticut. Oh, Pace. Pace. Pace that was Pace. the fourth one. Okay. Yeah, Western Connecticut, Pace, Long Island University, and Wagner. I wish I had that opportunity to do that. You didn't work hard enough. I did not. Not not at football. I did it music during that time. That's why I got a scholarship to go to college and a music major degree. Mm. But not you had a scholarship offer for music. Mm-hmm. And yeah. did you take up on it or no? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For four years, you didn't not have to four pay years. For... It was a it was a it was a portion. Oh, okay. You know, for a while. Wow. Look at you. But no, it was not. It was not like a four. Made years mom thing. and dad quite proud. Well, I, and then you quit. Yeah, I hated it. <laughs> Towards amazing. the end. Wild, well, it's the greatest thing that ever happened. No, no, I know, but just that you were that. We always talk about athletes that are really um, good at what they do, but they don't love it. That's something you were obviously very good at and still are, but you didn't love it. Yeah, all state base. I was the first chair, all county. I was going up doing all this stuff. Hmm. Yep, that was a thing. But then I, uh, I said, I, I don't, I don't know about this. I'm not sure. Like, what would have been the career path? I, would have, I was trying to be a music teacher at that point because I knew that the performance degree, you basically wipe your ass with that. So if you were a music teacher, music education degree, then you'd be get placed, especially at Ithaca College at that time, at like 100% job placement because that was the school. Like, mm. you know, you want to be a, a quarterback, you go to wherever you want to be right. a music, this is where you go. And, uh, and, and yeah, so I was going to be, and I wanted to be, because I love sports so much, I wanted to be the, my goal was like to be the first ever, if there well, might be another one out there. But you don't see it a lot. Music teacher, football coach. That's what I wanted to wow. do. I was going to be not I'm head. sure there is out there is something like that right. out there, but you're right. That's not common. Maybe not the head football coach, just yeah, like yeah. a you know, I'll be like the defensive coordinator and also the music a teacher. Teacher slash coach. I wouldn't be alive right now. <laughs> Think of all the days off you'd have. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then you move when did you go back to Hofstra? Uh that was two thousand I want to say three, two thousand and three. Because it was it was three years up there, and then came back. Yeah, so four, five, and yeah. then when did I call you? And you were at the ballpark. Yeah, two thousand and four. You called. Yeah, was that opening day? It was opening day. No, it was the second day. <laughs> it was opening day, but that was for like the next cycle. You had told me that fall, 
Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm. Might have been 2005. No, I started fall 2005, so you must have called me opening day 2005. And then, yeah. Then everything changed. And, and I walked is. in the building. Everything else is history. Right. And he gave me the Honda Civic line, Eddie Scazzeri. Well, if you want to drive a Honda Civic for the rest of your life, this is the place for you. <laughs> and do you want to be a host? <laughs> Go screw. No way. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.